Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Much like... Oh, oh damn it. Hello, why do we let, you, why do we let her open? Back. <laughs> and much like that feeling of absolute power when you find a Picasso at an antique store for $5, we are finding gold today. And much I'm, like the Ratchet Brothers lost that loving feeling, <laughs> I am losing faith in letting you do the opening. I think you should. It's too late to change it. We're like 12 episodes in. Um, I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. Tony. I have no idea how many episodes this is. I this think this is number 12. 12. I think it's 12. Mm-hmm. Each of us has a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. Each episode we take turns picking a movie from our respected genre that, in our opinion, hasn't received the appreciation it deserves. You won't find any of these films on any top ten lists, but maybe by listening to our podcast you'll find a new perspective and give these movies a second or sometimes a first chance. Maybe sometimes Tony will do that without reading it. No. <laughs> and speaking of a good top ten list. Speaking of a good top ten list. This week's movie is Carly's. High Fidelity. <laughs> Tell us about High Fidelity. It is based off a 1995 British novel of the same name by Nick Hornby, but the setting was moved from London to Chicago, and the name of the lead character changed to a little more American thing. Um, what was the name in the book? I don't remember. I oh. looked it up. But it was definitely British. <laughs> so we're going to go with, um, I don't know, what's a good British name? James Bond. <laughs> so they change it from James Bond to Rob Gordon? Good call. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get sued. It's, uh, Rob Gordon is the owner of a failing record store, or semi-failing, in Chicago, who James has Brown. an encyclopedic knowledge of pop music. But that doesn't help him when his longtime girlfriend leaves him and he has to try to figure out what has gone wrong in all of his previous relationships. Like you do. And through the process, he unwillingly sort of becomes an adult. <laughs> after banging out Lisa Bonet. <laughs> but I will say that after seeing the film, the author, Hornby, expressed happiness and said that at times it looked like John Cusack was just reading his book. Like, he was happy with the movie. And, uh... That's about all I have about the that. Nick Hornby <laughs> is has written a lot of books that have been turned into movies. Also, a couple of my other favorite ones of his is Fever Pitch. Not a good movie. It's a great movie. Was it about, was it about cricket two then? Versions <laughs> no. of that movie. Colin Firth is in one that's about soccer, I believe. Which is what the book is about. And then there's the baseball one, one with, Jimmy they read with Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore, which is a really great movie. Crap. Mm-hmm. I You're heard wrong. that the soccer one was better, but I have I've not never seen, seen it, and I'd like to. One. I'm sure it is really good. And then About a Boy. Which I have Crap. seen. Which Shake your ass. Watch yourself. A fantastic your movie, although when they tried to turn it into a TV series, they went horribly wrong. I haven't seen the show, but I don't, have seen the movie. Don't. Don't. <laughs> what else? And then um, there are other writers credited, like the people that turned this into a screenplay. We're John Cusack. We're John Cusack. And the dudes he wrote Gross Point Blank with. (laughs) I love John Cusack and 16 Candles. Two of them, Steve Pink and Scott Rosenberg, also wrote the screenplays for Con Air. Good movie. And and the best movie ever made, Gone to 60 Seconds. Wow. (laughs) Also John Cusack. So, there you go. So, pretty much they write movies for John Cusack. Maybe. 
Was he in Gone in 60 Seconds? No, he wasn't. I didn't think so. All right, well, he had a scheduling conflict, so they gave it to Nicholas Cage. Cage. <laughs> what the fuck do you want to tell you? Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. It was directed by Stephen Frears. I don't know how you I say his name. Say, I think it's Frears. Who also directed Dangerous Liaisons, Philomena, and had worked with Cusack on Grifters. Good movie. Good flick. Not in my top five, but... Well... <laughs> I've never seen it, so I'd put it in my top 15. Mm. <laughs> Quality pick. <laughs> yeah, that's All a right. long podcast. Oh. <laughs> so this that's movie it. was highly rated, but I picked it because it's older and maybe not a whole lot of people today have seen it. You know what? We don't care it. If, no, if it it's appreciated really or not. I want um, to do this movie. <laughs> but uh, one of the discretion. reviews that I found was James Berardinelli, who said... And he's from realviews.com or something. Oh, well, Said that, that, that it stands boring. out as a small motion picture that deserves wide exposure. And I thought that went along with why I picked it. And then there you go. <laughs> Way to go. Was it James? Uh, yes, James. All right. And it does have a 91% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. But not everybody <laughs> likes it. It's not 100, so I guess it is unappreciated. My favorite bad review is kind of an homage to it because it's uh, Mac. Well, <laughs> our friend Mac. No, but it oh. sounds like Are something you sure? he would say. Are you sure? It says, "I didn't see this movie because I was miserable that evening. I was miserable that evening because I saw this movie." That's, <laughs> like, wow. that's, that's a nice reference. I, I like that. that. Was fantastic. But uh, <laughs> I, I like that a lot. Did, did someone steal his grandmother's wheelchair too? <laughs> Sold it on eBay. And that's from MovieReviewers.org. Mac on there. Mac, way to go, buddy. You know what? I don't care what you said. That was a good way to say it. <laughs> that was good. That's like saying you are a stupid fuckface. Yes, you are. You say it nicely and it's okay. All right. All right. So what did you guys think going into it? Well, has anybody not seen this movie prior? I was the most recent uh, viewer of the movie. <laughs> I'll so, go first, though. Elaine, go ahead. <laughs> first of all, I've seen... I would like to start off by giving my top five John Cusack movies. We're doing that now? Yes. Let's do all right. it. All right, in lieu of what we thought going in, because we've all seen this a bunch of times. Well, we'll I'm going to give my top five, and then I'll give one sentence about what I thought going in. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my top five are um, going from five to one. Naturally, like mm-hmm. you do. Um, high Fidelity. Of course. Pushing Tin, mm. which is a movie with uh, Billy Bob Thornton about yeah. air traffic controllers. We all know. Love well, and Mercy. No. Which he, where he played Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. I'm no. telling Carly because you've never yeah, heard I've never, these movies. I've never seen these. <laughs> uh, number two is Must Love Dogs with Diane Lane. God, you're Which I really love because he plays in a... Because it's two people okay. of an appropriate age doing appropriate age stuff in a rom-com. So it's okay. not Life is a House. No. No, <laughs> no timers on that. My list. number one favorite John Cusack movie is America's Sweethearts with that, okay. Julia Robertson. Wow. Well. And it was a great Catherine Zeta Jones. And Catherine Zeta Jones and Billy Crystal. And who made that movie. And Hank Azaria, who also made that movie. My coins. My, my penis is not like coins. I've had complaints. Like the roller I've corners. I've had complaints. I've seen many times. I was happy to watch it again. <laughs> Tony, top five and give me a oh. sentence on what you're com- coming in. <laughs> I'd seen this movie multiple times um, and I liked it. So the, my top five John Cusack movies. My number five is The Grifters. Good flick. Uh, number four, of course, Say Anything. Quality flick. Number three is Gross Point Blank. Outstanding flick. Number two is... It's Con Air, <laughs> but it's not because of John Cusack. He's barely in the movie. Is John Malkovich? Because I love the movie. Because of John Malkovich and Nick Cage. You got the whole world. Nicholas Cage. And Steve Buscemi and... Uh, 
Machete, what's his name? Machete. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's my number two. So lots of great people. My number one is Better Off Dead. All right. Probably a bit of that is nostalgia, but I do love that movie. All right, so what was your uh, thoughts going in? Like he I said, said I'd seen it a million oh. times, loved well, the movie. Shit. Yeah. So no well, you're falling down, pay attention. <laughs> i got to get to my list. His list is on his phone. It's 2017, I don't write nothing down anymore. All right. Number five. Number five, Con Air. Number four, Hot Tub Time Machine. Number three, Better Off Dead. Number two, Gross Point Blank. And number one, High Fidelity. Okay. And my thoughts oh. going into this movie were, fuck yeah, movie I get <laughs> Finally. Way to go, Carly, to finally pick a movie I want to see. <laughs> Not the place you thought it would come from. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will say, part of my motivation was, I actually listening to one of our episodes, we talk about how you guys wanted me to do this movie. And um, on Instagram... For the Unmovie Podcast Dogs page that I run, I had a good, couple people good, say good that they would absolutely listen if we did this episode. Oh, cool. So I said, all right, let's do it. All right, well, and the running Ask without, and you shall receive. Your top five, Carly? My top five. Now, I will say, I haven't seen a whole it lot of matter. these movies. So your top five. Number five, Con Air. Number four, Sixteen Candles. Really? Number, I love <laughs> I that. Really he's think really in it. Be allowed to put that on her list, but... I, I, think he's, I think he's billed as dorky kid number two. I seriously will watch <laughs> that movie have, every time it's on he TV. He was the one that had the, like, the Jordy visor on. Wow. I love that movie. Okay. Um, number three, High Fidelity. Number two, Gross Point Blank. And number one... Serendipity. Serendipity. I love that movie too. <laughs> John Cusack doesn't I've watch that. I've seen that movie and can't remember it. Uh, okay. Song. I love it. Yeah, it's always a good I, time for Elaine. I've thought about picking it. <laughs> well, maybe you should. I'll get much like uh, Freddy versus Jason. I'll give it a rewatch and tell you what I think. As long as you do much love dogs. Elaine's rewatches. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're you never, vicious. You never know. You know what? I forgot that I watched the movie, and I want to forget it again. <laughs> Fuck that movie. <laughs> setting her up to her right. chair. You know, I heard the fans really like that review, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. All right, so we open the movie with it still with our main day. character. I appreciate that. And he says, "What came first, the music or the misery?" And in an emo, as the reviewer said. <laughs> In his homage, was I miserable because I was listening to the music, or was the music said, listening to me making me miserable? Music. Did I listen to pop music because I was miserable, or was I miserable because I listened to pop music? Yeah, it's in my contenders for the favorite line. Best line. Favorite line. Yeah, uh-huh. I got. I've got some written down. Oh, I know mine. And he's he's down because <laughs> his girlfriend is leaving. She has terrible bangs, by the way. <laughs> I found it rather no, distracting. It's hard to not have terrible bangs. But. All right, this well, is 2000, yes, and was that 2000. was some very 2000 bangs. It was terrible. I mean, we were just coming out of the 90s. We didn't know I which end was up. Britney Spears was a thing. <laughs> I also think those are terrible bangs, but I think they look good on her. She can pull in some of the scenes. I feel like she can really pull them off. In some name. of them. All right, bang talk. <laughs> well, not Laura, there's not really Tid Talk in this well, movie. And so. I'm going to say, in her defense, she's Danish and right. didn't know any better. So, Bang Talk. Lisa Bonet <laughs> <laughs> didn't have Captain any Zeta bangs. Could have used some more. No, she banged, though. Oh, goodness. She bangs. Bang she bangs. That's right. Oh, damn. That's 2000, she bangs was a thing. We were over there shaking our oh, bonbons. Oh, God, that was Oh. Alright, so let's all stop living oh, La Vida Loca right. here and let's get back to get stuck in DJ's <laughs> head. <laughs> Hi, DJ. So he tries to get her to stay, but he, he's not incredibly <laughs> nice about it. And then <laughs> she leaves and he yells out the window about uh, how she's. Is your name, Laura? Is your name in the and top he gives five? His top five 
most memorable heartbreaks in chronological order. Do you name them? You got them here? Allison Ashmore, Penny Hardaway, Charlie Nicholson, Jackie Olden, and Sarah Kendrew. You did it. Uh, Charlie comes after Jackie. Does she? <laughs> okay, moving on. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and he says, those were the ones that really hurt. Laura's not one of them. And the top five is reserved for the kind of humiliation and heartbreak she's just not capable of giving him. You should have got to me sooner. He shouts <laughs> out the window line. at her temper tantrum style that if she really wanted to mess him up, she should have gotten to him earlier. <laughs> and he That's calms a really down, good line. <laughs> and he tells us all about Allison Ashmore. As soon as he noticed girls in middle school, they spent six whole hours together, two hours a day after school for three days in a row making out. Then on the fourth day, she was making out with somebody else. Was his name Kevin Bannister? I think so. <laughs> and he called her a slut, I believe. No, that was a friend. Oh, the it friend It was a friend called her a slut. <laughs> Bless it. I don't even have notes in front of me. I just on know it. On the fourth day, Kevin Bannister. Then we cut to number two, Penny Hardaway. Penny Actually, I'm sorry, looking. I missed a part. Oh. <laughs> He says it would be nice to say relationships have changed, that are more that they're more sophisticated, that females have become less cruel, but there seems to be an element of that afternoon in all of his scrambled relationships since then. Wow, that's deep. Somehow, seeing that girl make out with a different guy right. has fucked him up for life. <laughs> you know, one, one bad apple could spoil the bunch, I guess. Then we go to Penny. Then we go to Penny. Penny Harvick. She was beautiful. She was nice. Too nice. She wouldn't let him... Go there. <laughs> she wasn't to, giving it up. He wanted to touch her boobies. He wanted to touch her boobs and she wouldn't let him. Not over the bra, not under the bra, <laughs> no between the legs, no nothing. Just lots of makeouts. And then he said, what's the point? And he put his hood on and said, it's not going to go anywhere anyway. And left. Mm. Harsh. <laughs> that is harsh. Poor girl. <laughs> and she was so devastated that she slept with somebody else for like three dates. Wow. Yeah. She broke up with them. And slept with someone else after three days. <laughs> yep. And he was pretty devastated about that. That bummed me out. <laughs> he went out with the girl that everybody said would put out, and she didn't put out for him. Well, maybe he didn't wait for the three-date rule. Mm, maybe not. There's, it's the three-date rule. He seemed a little That's impatient. A That's what I hear. I hear about the three-date rule. Is that a thing? <laughs> Ladies, is that a thing? Three dates? Not for me. Okay. I don't, have, I don't make rules about sex in my head. <laughs> okay, so... Then we learned that he owns championship vinyl, and he only gets by because of people who are looking for specific records. He mocks them, but then admits that he's one of them. He has two employees, a very squirrely little music nerd named Dick and Barry, super energetic, fun-loving dude, and who's played by Jack Black. Can we call him Barry Jive? He was in Waterworld, and I thought that was a he fun little... He was in everything. I know he was, my, my, but that's the only movie we've done so far that he was in. There was a period where he was in, in every... He was like the Sam Jackson, Jackson of... Uh, he was, he in, was in a lot of stuff. He was an enemy of the state, for God's sake. But, and then people really? got tired of him. Yeah. <laughs> he was like a background actor in a lot of things. and then in Waterworld, remember? Yeah. That was All one right. of his first ro roles. Um, and then he got like real popular, and then he started starring in his own movies, which was in the state. Then he, he did Nacho Libre and Pick a Destiny, and that was it for him. Because yeah. he can't he can't really carry a movie, but he's a great side character. My favorite thing, my favorite movie of him, and my favorite acting from him is in The Holiday. I've with never seen 
Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz. Nope, that's <gasps> drama. I have seen that. <laughs> nope, best he's ever done. Jude this Law. Movie. That, that's actually that, I that like came that out movie. in the year of Jude Law. And, um, <laughs> Jude Law Jude, was cool. Where Jude Law had every movie come out that year, <laughs> but um, Jack Black is wonderful in that movie. He is. What is it? A drama, a comedy? It's, it's a. a it's it's a like a romantic. It's, a oh. <laughs> it's not a comedy. It's more like a romantic drama. Yeah. It's a romantic, boring movie. <laughs> It's a romance. I liked it's it. Good. It's the kind of movie you're gonna fall asleep. It's, it's the kind of movie you're gonna fall asleep, but your I girl's think it's gonna be into Kate, it. I think Kate Winslet is wonderful in it. I think it's some of the best acting by Cameron Diaz, who I, I don't actually think I is agree a great with you actress because I don't think she's, she's a great really actress. Hey, she's let's not. talk about High Fidelity, and, and we'll Jude do that Lawson, movie on another day. So. We'll do that movie another time. But okay, so back to Barry Jive in the Uptown Five. He kind of complains about his employees here. He's like, I I can't fire them. I, I hired them for three days a week and they show kept, up every day. She kept showing up. And it's been four years. years. <laughs> I mean, I think this scene pretty much sums up everything you need to know about Dick and Barry. Dick is listening to the new Bell and Sebastian tape and Barry comes in and says, like, is this what? yours? And throws it He's out. He's like, what is this shit? <laughs> and puts up, and puts on um, Walking on Sunshine. And That's a great song. Mm-hmm. Rob yes. is like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, this is my special Monday morning playlist, and it was going to spark this huge conversation, and you just shit all over it. It's like, it's not Monday morning. You should wake up earlier. <laughs> but, but what was the next track? Yeah, I, don't, I didn't A- write that After Walking on Sunshine. The Righteous Brothers. What was the name of the song? I don't remember. A little Latin loopy loop. And which sparked a conversation, which Detroit, uh, Mitch Wheel and Detroit Wheels, no! Right, never mind. Yeah, it's <laughs> There's a lot of good music talk throughout this whole movie, and a lot of good, like, top fives. I love a good top five. Mm-hmm. That's why this movie's so good. That's why the top five John Cusack movies. He True. starts talking about Charlie. Charlie Nicholson. His number three. She says, this was the kind of girl he wanted to meet ever since he was old enough to want to meet girls. We all have one of those. <laughs> um, she was interesting and talked a lot about interesting things. They went out for two years, but he never got comfortable. He felt like a fraud. Why would a girl like her go out with a guy like him? He was convinced she was going to leave him for one of the guys at her design firm, and then she did. <laughs> Good guess. So, uh, when Charlie left him, he's in the street in the rain. Cause Charlie, was, you, know, you that's, bitch! That's Let's work it out! <laughs> no, I like this because it kind of shows a little bit, like, he's a little overly dramatic, mm-hmm. and he can't handle a breakup well, because he's drunk. Yes. There's not a lot of grace rain. screaming, you well, bitch! Let's work it out. <laughs> There's not a lot of maturity in that, either. Yeah. Open the fucking door, bitch! Let's work it out! And he went, I would not open the door. I'm with her. I don't <laughs> well, she was busy, so. <laughs> she was getting what they like to call um, coitus. <laughs> the D. The but D, if you will. He says he lost it. He lost it all. His faith, his dignity, about 15 pounds, and he flunked out of school. By the time he woke up from this losing its state, he realized he had flunked out of school, and he doesn't think he ever really got over her. But he learned that you gotta fight in your weight class. <laughs> she was too good for him. Good He's a, a middleweight. Middle <laughs> she line. was out no, of his league. Know your league. And he talks about how he wishes he was smarter and he's read books and he you know, and he names a couple and he's like, I understood them, I think. They're about, about girls, right? About right? Girls, right? <laughs> but his actual favorite book is Cash by Johnny Cash. It's a good book. Mm-hmm. Anybody read it? I read it. I haven't. John has. <laughs> I like Johnny Cash, though. I'm surprised John has read a book because he does not like to read. <laughs> I'm not. 
That came out wrong. He's not. He also really read a book did. called Divorce for Dummies. <laughs> but John doesn't. Gonna be applying it soon. He's not somebody who likes to read. <sighs> I've read many books. I uh, I've read Green Eggs and Ham. I think you mean he doesn't like to read. I do to like you. them. No, That's I mean he doesn't like to read. Doctor Seuss. Let's works. just discuss. In the last. I don't know if we need to discuss. No, this. in the last year mm -hmm. of our marriage, I've probably read. Almost 500 books. Did you read? In the last year of our marriage, John has read zero books. <laughs> that I'm not you know saying of. that John doesn't read. I'm saying he just doesn't. It's not a he medium he enjoy enjoys. It. So I'm surprised that he's read Jack Cash by Johnny Cash because he would much rather watch a movie about you know Johnny what? Cash or Here's a documentary you know, about okay? Johnny Cash you ever, than read a book about Johnny Cash. <laughs> <laughs> not being insulting. I'm just, it's not the medium you prefer. You ever see Walk the Line? Book was better. <laughs> Always. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I lost it there. Just like he lost it, I lost it. <laughs> but it wasn't. Did you hear your name on that list? <sighs> oh man! If you wanted to mess me up, you should have got it to me sooner. Oh. Which would have been high school. By the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I was thinking about that actually. I don't have a top five list of breakups because. I haven't, I've only dated like 10 guys ever. And <laughs> you haven't had a top five. Yeah, but some of them That's a top I only five. went out like three times. I don't think that counts. I They'd be low on the top five. <laughs> Yesterday, John did the math and realized he's known me for almost 20 years. Wow. <laughs> One year shy. We're on year 19 of knowing each other. Wow. That's a long time. So in order for you to mess me up to get to me sooner... You're, been you're like starting 10. to troll the high, the high schools and elementary schools, and that's a little creepy. I'm just saying, I don't think you need to make references about us breaking up because it hurts me in my heart. Aww. I love you, honey. You look pretty. Thank you. Wrapped in my blankie? Wrapped in your blankie, and you're, I'm one of those jujitsu people t-shirts. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Mom, for buying her that t-shirt. I love Aww, it. I wear it all the time. Nice. So Laura calls and wants to pick up her stuff. Yes. We see them I don't back think my at the record store. <laughs> Obviously not. She didn't bring me any stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> Tony has been thinking about that stuffing. <laughs> Mom, take, listen to the podcast. Tony wants some goddamn stuffing. I don't take stuffing lightly, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't make it, so he's not eating it. <laughs> I'm going to call my mother later. Like, Mom, do you know I'm on a podcast? Do you know we talk about you? <laughs> do you know how much Tony wants your stuffing? Tony wants you to mail some stuffing <laughs> so we can eat it on the podcast. She would, too. <laughs> she'll she'll send that shit. She's the kind of person shit. that will put it in some Tupperware and put it in the mail. What are we waiting on here? I don't understand. <laughs> My mother will overnight it from New York, no problem. That is the type of person that she this. is. Mom, let's go. Top 10 stuffings I've had. John's mom, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. <laughs> Where are we in the movie now? Oh, oh goodness, we're back at the record Speaking store. Speaking of stuffing, what's, what's uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones doing? Oh! <laughs> we haven't gotten to her yet. Uh, yes! Laura, no, because Marcus was just giving her the stuffing! <laughs> it's Marco, and we're at the record store! And Barry is a mean, mean guy to the dad who comes in looking for a record for his daughter. Which I thought I was awesome. <laughs> because I don't work in customer Adam. service a lot, and that was awesome. He said, do you even know your daughter? There's no way she likes that record. Oh! She is she in a coma? <laughs> That's a good song, okay? I like that song. Jack Black is the best part of this movie. I'm um, sorry. Wait, wait. I, I just don't see how that's insulting because that's a good song. I, I like Not the song. Not music snobs. But yeah, apparently... Wait, but if you went to a record store and tried to get this record for Gwen... Is it better to burn out or fade away? <laughs> 
But I thought it was interesting. Why would I go to a record store to do that? I could get it on fucking iTunes. I know. I have it on my phone. Actually, we did a little Googling. This movie came out in 2000. iPods came out in 2001. Some people still want records, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. But well, records have made a big comeback. Like I know a bunch of guys now that are getting records. They have new record players and stuff. I'm like, I don't see why. And people phone. like mm-hmm. musicians are putting their stuff out on vinyl again, just because they say it's like the best they way to hear better. it. Yeah. Because you have the clicks and pops and stuff. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> we listened to them when I was a kid, but my parents got rid of their record player. I used to have a little 45. You know, my years favorite, ago. You know, All my times. favorite record as a kid. The soundtrack to the Cabbage Patch Kids. <laughs> I, like, I remember that's you used to be thing. able to get those little records with your toys that yeah. had yeah. the songs on them. I listened to a Bill Cosby and uh, Cheech and Chong records. We yeah, we had a Cabbage Patch Kids record that I probably heard a million times. And like times. a Star Wars one, but it was a little one. You know, mm-hmm. came with the book. Remember, yeah, you had the book and they the used to come the with toys and, and books. Little forty-five, the little thing in the middle. Yeah. yeah. All right, and we're old. All right, so yeah. Barry tells the dude, "Go to the mall." Like, we don't want you here. Mm. And I thought it was interesting that Rob gets really pissed at him for being mean to the dude, but this is what they do. Like, this is who they are. And well, he has to give his he has to give his appearance of being a manager. Also, Rob is in a really stuff. bad mood. Yeah, but he's in a bad yeah, mood. He's also bad. He was just dumped. And yeah. then... But it's kind of his fault. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about this part? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, do you want to talk about this part? Which part? What Barry says to him? No, you do it. I want you you to don't know they, what it is. They is argue it? about whether it's appropriate to me be mean to customers, and because Barry tells Rob he's in an ugly sweater. A Cosby sweater. A Cosby, a Cosby sweater. sweater. <laughs> you love that line. You say that shit all the time. I do say that shit all the time. It's my favorite line in the movie. And he says, no, but "Did Laura let you leave, even leave the house like that?" And then Rob attacks him. Attacks him. Yeah. <laughs> And Barry's like, dude, if you messed up my coat, it's vintage. I will sock your nose. Yeah, (laughs) and he's out. (laughs) Another good line. (laughs) Poor, poor Dick. He's very concerned. Yes. Dick stands like like two feet from him. He's like, break it up. (laughs) (laughs) Mommy, Dad, you're fighting. Yeah. He uses Tony's line. Yeah. (laughs) Then we're back at his house. No, Dick is concerned, oh, and then Rob tells there. him, yeah. and Rob tells him that him and Laura broke up, and please tell Barry if you ever, if see, you ever see him again. again. <laughs> He's like, oh, I will. I had to tell him stuff anyway, so I totally will. And then we're back at the house. And then we're super awkward, but yeah, we're back at the house. I wrote down, so awkward. <laughs> and Dick comes over, and he learns that uh, Rob has decided to go through his record collection and organize them autobiographically. Okay. So awesome. <laughs> before, Whoa. before Dick comes over, we need Rob, for timing purposes, Lane. We have to. Rob hey. walk, No, I need to say this. Rob oh, is like okay. doing picking up Laura's stuff because she wants to come over, and he sees a pair of underwear, and then he says, "I used to dream I'd be surrounded by exotic women's underwear, and now I know they save their best pairs for the nights when they know they're going to sleep." You know, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. As a matter of fact, because that's fucking true. It is. <laughs> because when you're younger, you imagine like exotic these 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 wonderful women's underwear are gonna be all over the house, but that's not really true because. You could tell that they don't have them, any of them. And most of the time they were like these boring, weird... I'm not going to talk me. about this too much because I don't want to get too much detail because you're sitting right there and you're starting to give me the dag rise. It reminds but it's me of true. That shit is inspired. fucking true. And <laughs> fellas, if you're, not, if you're not with a young lady here, this shit's coming. You, what you want to do is you want to see if she's walking around in her underwear, as you can tell what kind of night you're going to have. Oh, true. Interesting. 
But, but that's not, oh, does, you can always just put in a little extra work and it'll work out fine hey, for you. you put in some extra work, you can turn a no into a yes. <laughs> you can turn a pair of granny panties into a thong. But it, it might be Remember, this week, it's a good time to remind you as our weekly reminder, asleep means no. That's right, we're here for public service. Sleep means no, fellas. And don't, don't rape. Don't rape. <laughs> and girls, but, don't get stupid drunk. That helps. Okay. <laughs> don't go to raves in the cornfields because that's... That's really good advice. Don't, don't that, drink Everclear. That's, <laughs> that's where rape happens. If you're if you're over 20... 20. Stay away from the dude covered in glove sticks. But <laughs> I thought we got the, the Sarah flashback before we, before we heard about the record collection. Oh, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, so we get the Sarah flashback. They matched. He and Charlie didn't match, but he and Sarah matched. They were both heartbroken, and they bonded over it. They both said, I'm going to be alone for a while, and then yeah. they latched on to each other. And then, out of nowhere, she met somebody else. And as if their relationship meant nothing, she was gone. <laughs> There's a line here, too, which I think is one of those things that Nick Hornsby was talking about where he was just reading straight from the book. Only people of a certain disposition are frightened of being alone at 26. Mm-hmm. We were of that disposition. <laughs> I bet that came straight out of the book, because that's a great line. I was scared did. of being alone at 26. I was married with two kids, so... It <laughs> <laughs> wasn't much of a fear, but... <laughs> that was a joke, right. dear. I was just kidding. I wasn't afraid of being alone. <laughs> I had you. What would I be afraid of? <laughs> He's afraid. Right. He's afraid now. I'm afraid now. Because <laughs> looks, he's shooting at him. I'm scared now. <laughs> it's all for it's all for entertainment purposes, dude. I'm just not interrupting you and letting you talk. It's for entertainment purposes, okay? It's not interrupting you. And Have a drink, you honey. You want to dig that hole a little deeper? Yeah. Ooh. Let's talk about your mother. Whoa. Well, let's she makes talk great about... stuffing better than your mother's. Oh. 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 <laughs> Basically, what I heard, we're having a stuffing off. I want two sets of stuffing. Fuck the movie podcast. It's a stuffing podcast now. And that's what we're doing. My Sorry, mom is- John Cusack. Your movie's done with. This isn't even going to be a contest. My mother will overnight shit from a few states away. Her shit's coming from Canada. Damn. Damn. Jesus Christ. Oh, ouch. Okay. Well, we can talk about his mom because she calls him. What kind of stuffing is she we don't Yeah, how, what kind of stuffing is it? Stuffing. We don't care about John Cusack's mom. That's the stuffing. She doesn't seem to care much about John Cusack. No, she either. definitely she likes Laura more than she likes. She's a strange one. Well, Laura is a you lawyer. Always so. do this. You meet someone, they move in, she goes. You meet someone, you move in, she goes. <laughs> shut up, mom. He gets pissed, hangs up. I <laughs> says, "Shut up, mom," and hangs up. I would too. Yeah. And then I he think goes. I would. I would politely say, "Mother, thank you for giving me life." I have one more thing I want to tell you. Ready? Write this down. Just hang up the phone. <laughs> oh. Send stuffing. (laughs) Tony wants stuffing. stuffing. (laughs) So apparently, Carly's mom's not competing in the stuffing. It would be my dad competing in the stuffing. So Carly's bringing stuffing. My dad cooks. And Tony's had my dad's stuffing. No, who's got the best really stuffing? <laughs> no, who has the best stuffing? My wife makes the best stuffing. That, see, that's how you recover right there. You know who's trying to make stuffing? My mom. Yeah, but her I, stuffing. I, I hear a lot of this, <laughs> but I don't see a lot He's of stuff. <laughs> Nobody likes to stuff with teas. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, 
you need some of that. <laughs> if you're interested in more stuffing talk, please. <laughs> Hashtag stuffing for Tony. <laughs> the stuffing podcast will start Hashtag, next week. <laughs> Hashtag can I get some stuffing, Mom? It's only one episode, but damn it. <laughs> it's going to be worth it. The Finger Poker Podcast of um, stuffing. <laughs> Finger Poker Podcast? Finger okay, Poker Stuffing. So, all right, so he decides to go meet up with the guys because Dick invited him to go out. Marie DeSalle. Uh, to see Marie LaSalle, which is Lisa Bonet. Of Cosby fame, yeah. which is funny from and the Cosby sweater. Uh, Cos- well, that was a spinoff, but. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Cosby sweater, and we have Lisa Bonet. Like, yeah. so what we're telling me now here, let's go with this shit. We're in a world where the Cosby show exists. Because no. of Co- Cosby sweaters, a reference to the Cosby show, That's and true. the ugly That's reference. True. We have okay. to accept that. So, now, in the same world that the Cosby show exists, there's a musician who looks just like Lisa Bonet. <laughs> it's a fourth and wall. nobody it's talks about wall. it. It's like a 16 wall. <laughs> we haven't even talked at all about the fact that he's breaking the fourth wall and talking to the camera. Actually, like you know, Deadpool. If you want to talk about that, first of all, before the first time I watched this movie, I thought, I like that. I thought it was very cool. But then when I was doing my research, John Cusack didn't want to do that. He was not cool with it. That's one of my favorite parts of the movie. I think it's yeah. one of the things I like about the movie. He wasn't on board with it. He was like, that's way too much me. I don't think they want to see that much me. It works good, it works good in some movies. First Reel's Day Off. Yeah. Uh, can't Deadpool. think of another one. Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool. Apparently <laughs> they were inspired by Alfie. Which I haven't seen, but Michael Caine does it I've seen a it. little bit in Alfie. Oh, I mean, no. Al- I saw Alfie with Jude Law. Does he do that in that one, too? He does. Because I've never seen... I don't think Al- I've ever seen yeah. either of those. But uh, that's There's what they were inspired by. And it wasn't until the director came on, who he had worked with before in Grifters, and he respected it and said, I think we should do it, that he was like... All right. That's one of those it. things where it's cool it when they do really it, but good. you wish they don't do it too much because if every movie did a fourth wall break, yeah, yeah. it would kind of suck. That's true. But this is the perfect movie for it. But right now, I'm going to yeah, do a fourth wall break. Yeah, because you, <laughs> you have to know what he's thinking in mm-hmm. this movie. Or it just wouldn't work. Or it would not work. <laughs> like, if you're doing a fourth wall break in actual reality, you look like an idiot. But well. It works in a movie. <laughs> so, guess what? Is that Peter Frampton? Peter fucking Frampton, thank you. And the, none of them have previously liked this song. That's but what she sang. Now they do. <laughs> She's kind of hot. Baby, they love her way. <laughs> yeah. Every day. I think she was married to Lenny Kravitz at the time. She was. She was. <laughs> so. And isn't, there's some kind of Jason Momoa tie in there somewhere. Why is Jason Momoa in this? It's either, I think he's dating their daughter or something. There's some, there's oh, something, Zoe? Something's involved in there with okay. Jason Momoa. So, so they are going to get good Aquaman tickets? Is that Possibly. what you're telling me? Mm-hmm. Possibly. So Lisa Bonet and Lenny Kravitz are going to meet the opening? I don't know Maybe what not together. stuffing is like. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Claire's stuffing is phenomenal. <laughs> oh, goodness. Claire Huxtable, I bet she makes great stuffing. Probably. Not really. She was a lawyer. Didn't have a whole lot of time for that. Cliff stayed at home and raised the kids and had his practice downstairs. He made so a lot of sandwiches. He probably made hoagies. Hoagies. He's from Philly, so no, they're no, hoagies. No, no, no. Claire looks like the kind of lady that can whip up a See, now that's funny. when she wants to. I noticed that on the TV show. He refers to them as hoagies because he's from Philly and that's what they call them. But we're, in New York, they call them heroes. And they were supposed to be in New York. Just saying it was an inaccuracy. All right, well, let's not talk too much about Cosby. <laughs> hey, you want but some pudding? That's if a you dark, would like dark rabbit. A I didn't say fucking rookies. Yes. I said pudding. <laughs> I know. I said, I'm just saying that's a dark, dark hole we don't want to go down to on a great high fidelity episode. All right. So Lisa Bonet singing Don't Hesitate. So the uh, the two employees, Barry and Dick, kind of fangirl over her after she's done. And Rob keeps it cool. He's like, hey, it was a good set. And then Buys her CD. Yeah, they buy the CD and they're out. Like you do. The next day, Laura has told him she's going to come get some stuff. So what does he do? 
he took the morning off so he could be home to harass she her. She specifically <laughs> said, I want, you, want, want to come while you're at work. And so he took the morning off because he wants to harass her. Uh, <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with that. He wants to know if she still loves him. She says she doesn't know. They don't get along at all, and she kind of hopes they don't still love each other because that would give her a higher opinion of love right now because she's not feeling so great. She's kind of a bitch. Mm. He wants to know what Not you that he do. doesn't deserve it, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Wants, we'll get to he that. He says, what can I do to make you happy? And she's like, make yourself happy. Yeah. That's I a good don't line. think that she's being a bitch. I think she's just done with him. Well, she's he's not handling it. She also tells him, I've progressed. And he's like, don't get mad at me just because you hate your job. And she's like, I like my job. I've changed. And then she says, you haven't changed so much as your socks since I've known you. It's great. And he won't accept change. He wasn't accepted in other people, and he certainly won't accept it in himself. And she can't, she's not going to stick around for that anymore. He doesn't like the person she's become, so it seems. And she's not going to stop changing because he doesn't want her to. (laughs) Well, there's something to that, but I think okay. that, yeah, she's done. And that's, that's some next level stuff right there. That's she says she's happy and he isn't, and that's the problem. So back at the store, their elitist jerks to customers again. That's <laughs> I read that elitist music snob. <laughs> and why are they elitist music snobs? This time they won't let a guy who wants a specific record buy it because he's too nerdy. But hilarious. he's totally and music nerd. And then they nerd. sell it to their buddy. <laughs> they sell it to the cool I black guy. I that dude actually buys it, though. He's like, I'll take it. And they're like, 40 bucks. And then he's like, why would you sell it to me and not him? I don't know that actor's name, but I'm I loved sure him in PCU. I'm sure he actually PCU. buys it. Oh, <laughs> nice movie. Yeah. yeah. He was, he was great, great in PCU. He's like, we're seniors, man. We're not doing it. <laughs> we need to do that movie. That's a good movie. Who, is that a comedy? Who, who does that? Yeah. Because that's comedy. a straight up comedy. I'm going to say, I bet. Comedy's any of us. I'm going to say that we could call that action-adventure because there's a lot How of... that action-adventure? Because the kid comes up for a college weekend and goes on a crazy adventure. He also and falls he in gets, love. He gets chased oh. around the campus. There's a lot of action. There's throwing meat. Meat tossers. Like horror. <laughs> <laughs> also, there... Is it a thriller? <laughs> and stuffing. Also, it, it has George Clinton and a Parliament Funkadelic in it, so it's science fiction fantasy. I haven't seen this movie, so it's a romantic don't make comedy. Me do this. It's, a, no, it's funny. No. David Spade's in it, so it's well, good. David as soon as we figure out whose genre goes in, you're gonna. And maybe that'll. It wasn't Jeremy until Pippen. Rules of Engagement we'll that, that I understood there was. Maybe good that'll David be our 25th <laughs> episode. We'll just do it as our 25th episode. It won't be anybody's pick. It'll just be the podcast. This is gonna be my ode to Jeremy uh. Piven. So when we do that top five Jeremy Piven, Jeremy Piven movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be a tough poll. Sounds <laughs> like a five Jeremy Pinnifin movies. <laughs> That's why I gave Besides you, PCU and I gave you plenty of notice. What was that HBO show that he was on? Entourage. Entourage. We're not doing the Entourage. That's movie. what I'm saying. Those are the only two features. No, we're not doing the Entourage. That movie, movie is a piece of crap. Wow. And it's and I will not watch it. Oh, I want to do it now just to make <laughs> I it. I won't watch it. <laughs> I won't watch you it. Have to, it's for the no podcast. Notes, and I'll, I will refuse to watch it. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, you have to. It's for it's, the podcast. No, I refuse If to. I had to watch Timer. Hey. <laughs> <that was good. laughs> okay. I refuse to watch that movie. All right. Oh, by the way, your, your little timer's about to beep. You look, uh, she looked, too. I'm just pointing at your wrist. Come on, woman. Okay. So, back to so Barry Jack. he calls Liz, who called him and left him a message, being all sympathetic about the breakup. And who is breakup. Liz? His sister. Joan, his sister Joan Cusack. Cusack. Now, in the movie, she's not his sister. Right. I have to tell you, 
up until I looked at her IMDb, I really thought the only movies and things she ever did were things that he was in. And really? I, I don't no, really. She's been in a bunch. I don't of stuff. really care for her, but everything I've ever she's seen great. her in was stuff that he her. was in, and I was like, she's only here because he got her the job. Probably. <laughs> I don't mind her as an actress. I, I think, think they must have liked working together. She's much but... better than Kirsten Kristen. I like her. <laughs> I think she's our, a pretty good actress. She's much better. She than, just annoys me. Monica Kina. But I've never Is seen her in anything yeah, where okay. she wasn't just the annoying character off to the side. Well, you know, sometimes you get typecast. As John Cusack's sister. Yeah. Whatever. Really? But uh, she mentions that she does not like this Ian guy. And he uh, he's like, Ian guy. But then his employee tells him that uh, Lisa Bonet is Marie in DeSalle. Marie DeSalle. Marie DeSalle. It's in the store. And he's like, shit, and, I gotta go. And here's the best part of Marie DeSalle being in the store. They're playing her yeah. record. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, shit. Do you think says, to turn that off? <laughs> he says, maybe we should turn this down. And she goes, you should turn it up. <laughs> and then he says... Which is what I would say if I was a musician and they were playing like, my shit. I want to talk yeah. to you, but I just got one thing. I just got to do one thing first. So he goes in the back. And, and goes on a rampage. Who the fuck is Ian? Ian guy. <laughs> <laughs> like all this is going on, and he's like he's keeping he's it cool. Just so just, and he's like, listen, I know you're in the store, and I really want to talk to you. This is, but I have to do this one really important thing because it's just boiling. He's got to yell, "What Ian guy?" And yeah. I assume that he. Yells I would that, do that. <laughs> I assume yeah, that he yells that and goes back and talks to her, but it actually cuts to him walking home. Yeah, we don't we don't get the impression he actually went back and, and talked to her like, at all. He did. He just went a little crazy obsessing about who is Ian. So in my mind, what happens is he goes back, they, he chats her up, whatever, blah, 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 and then they move on about the day. And then at the end of the day, this is bugging him all day long like it would, and he's trying to figure out who the Ian guy is. And proceed, mon ami. He goes home, and he realizes Ian, their former upstairs neighbor, Ray. I, Ray. I, Ray. I, Raymond, or Ray. To his neighbor. <laughs> With no. his terrible cooking smells and his Patchouli. horrible taste in <laughs> le- music, yeah. Latin, whatever Bulgarian, whatever trendy. trendy. <laughs> we used to hear him having sex upstairs. Now, here's the best part about that scene. What book was she reading? Love know. Thy Neighbor. Boom. <laughs> I noticed that fucking years ago. I was like, wow, what a whore. But whatever. But, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I was a but, little... Uh, not a whore. I don't know, but he, she, he did kind of deserve it, but whatever. We'll he, get to uh, that. She's not he a didn't, whore. He never liked that guy, but now no, because she hates with him yet. that guy. I take, that, I take back the whore statement. She's not a whore. She yes. didn't sleep with him. She dumped her boyfriend first. That's we'll get to that. All right. But, so he can't sleep. He's tossing and turning. He's obsessing. And he's, he's... Nobody is having better sex. No. This is true. If you hear that you're ladies with some other dude, nobody has ever had better sex than whoever you're in your mind and, and your the woman. Line is, <laughs> no woman in the world is having better sex than the sex you are having with Ian in my head. <laughs> That's true. Like that was shit would happen. It would freak you out. You couldn't sleep at night. Yeah. But then he's tossing and turning and he rips off the covers and he tells us about Jackie Alden. She had no effect on his life whatsoever. It was a casual thing. He only named her to keep Laura off the list. But now <laughs> Because he's been thinking about her having sex with Ian all night. He has to admit, Laura's on the list. Much like Grifters on Tony's list, made the top five. (laughs) Hot tub time machine just slid off. (laughs) It was a casual movie that Tony didn't really enjoy that much. Number five. I enjoyed it. The Grifters. Just not as much as Grifters. (laughs) So he's back at work, and he's miserable. And Liz walks in, calls him a fucking asshole, and leaves. Well, he was kind of an asshole. Tell me why he's an asshole. Well... Well, we learned that he met Laura when he was a DJ, and he liked her right away. Their relationship wasn't anything spectacular, 
But that doesn't mean it was boring. It was a good relationship. It was a good relationship. So why? It was a good, but really good. Mm-hmm. Which I think is what everybody really wants. Not really boring, good. not spectacular, really good. Yeah. I have a really good relationship. So. <laughs> he looked at Tony when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him the nod, like. You do I want that? you all to know that he didn't make eye contact with me. He slid right past me and looked right at Tony. I gave Tony the nod, like, check this out. As long as I get stuffing. <laughs> oh, man. So why is he an asshole? Oh, me and Tony asshole. have a really good relationship. An asshole? An asshole. 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 Getting all There's... Sicilian on us. He's an Italian <laughs> asshole. He's an asshole. He's an asshole. Here's what do you think? There's four possible reasons. He doesn't know what exactly Laura has told Liz, but there's any combination, at least two of these four things she has learned. He slept with someone else while Laura was pregnant. This led to her having an abortion. That's number two. Number three, he borrowed a large sum of money from her, but has yet Oof. to repay any of it. Four thousand dollars. Number four, shortly before they broke up, he kind of said he was unhappy and maybe looking around for somebody else. Mm. <laughs> Those were all bad things. And by the way, Tony, I'm going to get that money back to you. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> and then he kind of explains himself. He says, just because she shacked up with Super Tramp fan doesn't make him five grand richer. Yep. He, he she does had it plan and- to pay her back. She had the money, though. She wanted to loan it to him. And he just hasn't been able to pay her back. Because that's... He also didn't mm. know she was pregnant when he slept with somebody else and didn't find out about the abortion until much later. All right, so <laughs> here's my thing on it. Of uh, Laura's right. She should have dumped this douchebag, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. that'd be it. Like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. We're going to get back together? No, you fucking tool as bag. As he admitted that he had the affair, she, she should have dumped him. Yeah. And, but uh, he also says... That she was kind of reading one like one of those magazines and talking about how maybe they had been unhappy and she might be open to looking around for somebody else. And was he? And he's like, she tricked me into it. That was some lawyer shit. <laughs> she just wanted to make herself feel better. Yeah. And he fell happens. for it. Well, that might be true, but he's the dick who slept with somebody else. That's true. He doesn't try to explain that one away. Look, I would he tries say, to explain all the rest of them away. <laughs> I would say that two, three, and four are not necessarily his fault. But number one, slept with someone else, was all his fault. Maybe mm-hmm. she tripped, landed on his dick. And that could have led <laughs> to two and four. Well, definitely led to two and four. I like four, how you have them numbered in your notes here. But he, well, he numbered them. <laughs> but the large sum of money kind of doesn't really fit with that whole theme. Well, if you've ever borrowed a large sum of money from someone, that bothers them. Well, they don't tell you what it's for, though. No, they don't. Like if it was for the sh- if it was for the record store, then I would feel a little bit better about it. But he doesn't tell you what it's for. It was for the other woman. Yeah, if it's for oh, bullshit, maybe, maybe he had a really canal bad. or something, and it was medical related. I wish they would have nope. told you. It was for a ski trip with his little hoe. <laughs> I don't think Ouch. It was. they went I on a little not. ski trip and I got that. Blah, blah, blah. They went. No, to, they went to um. Uh, what's the name of the in Hot Top Time Machine? The I can't remember. K Val. I was also thinking better off. Kodiak Valley. <laughs> as much as he's obviously a jerk, and he has some issues with uh, the way he treats women. I don't want to hate him, so I hope that he didn't borrow no, the money. No, he made himself the villain. No, I think it was kind of. Protagonist. I think it was kind of. I think the way he worded it made me assume that he borrowed a large sum of money after the affair. So after she found out, she then loaned him money. 
Well, I think that there was some time between the two, but I think that that happened later. What they so did he with the classic heel face the money. turn. The he didn't turn. borrow the money before she found out about the affair, therefore he didn't use the money for his affair. They made her the good guy and him the bad guy well, which, like that. Mm-hmm. Either way, she was always the good guy. Like he went true Hulk Hogan, <laughs> NWO style on her. I told you what the money was for. Then, yeah. I, could, then I could feel some type of way about it. But okay, well, let's get into Not knowing what it. the money's about, I don't, I can't Could someone call John Cusack find out what the money was for? Yeah. Oh, or Nick Hornby, nice. maybe we should read the book. If it was to help start the record store or do something with the record store, then... It was for top five records? I would feel a little bit better maybe about it. Maybe I'll read it. the book. I think you should read the book and, and report back. I Come back. I might want to. All right, so All right, so now he wants answers. He calls his first girlfriend's house. He looks in some <laughs> old shit from when he was in school. He now, calls here's her the thing. House. Do you have the number, Tony? Do you have the number for your first girlfriend? Do you have access <laughs> no. to it? You were looking for it. That was like Could you find fourth it? grade. <laughs> Could you find the number? I can't your find first, the number. And let's say I found the number. It's like memorable girlfriend. Because I had a boyfriend in kindergarten, but it's okay, not like we ever okay, did anything. So we just said, we're a boyfriend and girlfriend. Right, well, let's, do this. <laughs> let's do this then. What constitutes boyfriend girlfriend? Did you kiss her for six hours? Six that's hours? What, probably not. That's, that's all what they time. did. That's what they did. We need six hours of kissing. Okay. Well, his first girlfriend qualified, was his first girlfriend because there was 18 hours of kissing. Six hours for three days. Okay, then no. Okay, then that goes back to... I thought it was two hours for three days, but what? It was two hours, three oh, days, six, six hours, three oh, days sorry. in so a row. So six hours worth of kissing then. Mm-hmm. Okay, then that's... Beth and I, I think I have her number, but I'm not going to call her. Like, <laughs> I mean, with the Actually, power of Facebook, this is without the power of Facebook now. You can't Facebook. Yeah, them. that's that's rough because my first boyfriend is friends with some of my Facebook friends, and I could probably contact him if I wanted to. But his parents don't live in the same house well, anymore. What it is, they have the same <laughs> so phone I number. couldn't call them. I'm pretty sure that if I wanted to talk to Nathan. Audra could find his number. Oh, fuck Nathan. But fuck Nathan, but he looks like Nathan. You don't even know who that is. It's your first boyfriend, and I don't like him. <laughs> What's Nathan's stuffing like? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just come on Almost! That was the bad Isn't there alcohol in that? Yeah! That was oh, so bad! Oh, Almost oh, oh. uh, a spit take. It comes down to what most people want is some kind of closure. But with stuff like that, that stuff's so old, and everybody's trying to figure out what they're doing with relationships. My sinus is hers. <laughs> I think because I grew up here, and, and it's a Navy kind of military town, like, none of the people that I knew in high school still live here. Their families don't still live here. No, every, everybody, uh, not everybody, but eight, 75% of the people that I went to high school with still live within 50 miles of our high school, I would say. Or maybe 60. I don't want to put it too and well, I, I can't wait I to go to the reunion. Say that. I, Speaking of reunions, gross point blank. Let's do that movie. Good movie. Oh, good but, movie. But I can't say that. So I know because I drive past his parents' old house all the time. They don't still live there. <laughs> but my they mom, had owned land somewhere look, else, and when they retired, they were moving. But my mom still lives in the same house. Like, her phone number is still the same. If somebody was trying to get in contact with me, they could call my mom. I think I still know the number, A lot of too. people... And that's what he like, I still remember your yeah. mother's phone number. I'm not going to say it and because, yeah. you know, my mom so get a bunch of prank up, phone calls. I'll say it. He grew up in a town like five, that. 555. Five. <laughs> no, no. 8675309. But he grew up in a town like that where your parents live in that same house yeah. your whole life and I just didn't and the best part about that scene is she calls him Bob it's like I hate to quibble with you but she married her first boyfriend Kevin Manister <laughs> and he's like 
She married that guy? It was fate. She married that guy. No, he's I, like, I am fine now. I don't understand why he was so happy about that. Because that was fate. There was nothing stopping that. He it wasn't a fault on as far as he was. They just saw each other and it was fate and they've been together ever right. since. Right. The gods have predetermined that. There was nothing he could do That's, about it. it their like timers timer, yeah. just went off. Damn it. <laughs> and there was nothing. Keep bringing he could back do. that term. It wasn't his fault. It's like the little nugget that refuses to fucking flush. <laughs> oh, man. It's a great water roll. So, Thank he, you. Uh, he decides to talk to the other three. He has a little uh, He's like, oh, I Bruce want more. Springsteen he, moment. He has a conversation with the boss and yeah. decides that he's going to do all the... You know they didn't want Bruce Springsteen for that cameo? They wanted Bob Dylan. He couldn't do it. That would have been good. And John Cusack said... I actually said, think Bruce Springsteen is better. John Cusack said, I kind of know Bruce Springsteen. Let me give him a call. It's a Hail Mary, but we'll figure out. And he said, whatever. Let's do it. <laughs> like, I got a guitar in five minutes. Make it happen. <laughs> so it took two hours. Thanks, boss. <laughs> that took two hours? Yes. Actually, I read that. They had to fly to New York, and he was in the studio, and they did two hours of stuff. And then... He's over there, baby, I was born. Hold up. He's like, what you got to do? <laughs> so, number two, Penny. Penny Harbour. She's beautiful, still. She's she really was. grown into herself. She really was. She was a beautiful woman. Now not, she's not the as movie fine critic. as you, dear. <laughs> You're as pretty as Greg Lennox. Thank you. Now she's a movie critic, and he kind of tags along with her a couple of times, and uh, they have a good time. They have they share some opinions about actors and movies, and like she's got a movie reviewer job. I was like, damn, that's cool. How do I, I get that job? I know. Like, well, how do it. people get these jobs? Oh, you get good. it to yourself. <laughs> oh, we're just not making any money. <laughs> oh. we should get some sponsors. We'll work so, on so, like vodka, out. we drink a lot of you. Yeah, actually. <laughs> Vodka, if you want to come on the podcast. Actually, well, you've already been on the podcast. You know what's funny? You listen to other podcasts, and they do those meal delivery service ones, and I actually bought one recently, and Tony and I have tried two meals, but we're not... Not a fan? They're not an advertiser, so we're not going to say which one it is. <laughs> I thought Carly was going to do if we... We have been a fan of the two meals that we yeah. had. <laughs> so if they want to be a sponsor, we'll take Carly your money. I was going to talk about, like, Club W, <laughs> the wine club. No, actually, but I would happily sponsor like, that. <laughs> I don't know if Tony could. It might be a conflict of interest. Yeah. <laughs> sure. We won't tell him. We won't tell anybody. It's okay. We'll, make, we'll put it in a We don't want him to get fired from his real job. Yeah, they he sells wine. That's awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, listen, if you guys need wine out there, call Tony. Yeah, oh. sure. His number is 555. <laughs> call Tony. We're ready to believe you. We're ready to believe you. Oh, man. So he, they're out to dinner, and he just says, hey. He just launches right into it. Why Why wouldn't she sleep with me? I wouldn't have done My that. girlfriend wanted yeah. to sleep with that sleep guy, with so she left yeah. me. And then this girl wanted to sleep with that guy, so she left me. And what What was up with that? How come you didn't sleep with me, but you slept with him? And she's like, oh, you broke up with me. You. <laughs> you broke up with me, and I was so sad that this dude took advantage of me, and it wasn't rape, but it was pretty damn close. Because she says, because I said okay. Well, if she says yes, then it's not right. No, she's very clear, but... So I think that was a very bad choice of words. Well, there's she a lot was... of women who just kind of... Mm, all no, right, I guess we're she kind was of very clear. Here. He didn't rape me, but the way I felt afterwards made me feel almost as if he had. 
That's what she's saying. She's saying that this sex was the worst sex. It took her so long to get over it that she couldn't have sex in college. Yeah. And she says it's all because of him. And he doesn't care. No, he doesn't. Want <laughs> some cheese? Yes. <laughs> all right. So we do have a thing of cheese here. I'm not just saying that. Cheese <laughs> she says she wanted to sleep with him. Just sponsor, not when she cheese, was 16. Cheese sponsor. She really liked him. And she wanted to sleep with him. But she was like, I was 16. I wasn't ready for that. And you weren't, you didn't want to deal with that, so you just dumped me. And, and having a 16-year-old daughter, I don't think you're ready for that. I was so distraught that I couldn't handle it, and I was tired and exhausted from crying all the time, and he just basically just let him do it, but I didn't want to. Everybody has their time, you know. Some people are ready at 16, some people aren't. So she wasn't ready, and but it ended up happening anyway. It took her years and years to recover. She says "fuck you" and leaves. And then he remembers, "Oh yeah, I did dump her." And I rejected her. Relieved, she just said that she was devastated by this, and it took her years to recover. And he's like, oh, "Fuck yeah!" He's like, "I win." He doesn't have to worry about this. He should have about that one. He should have done this years ago. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Really? I'm on board. <sighs> he says Charlie's next, but he's not ready for that, so he skips her. <laughs> Good call. Charlie's a big deal. And he goes on to Sarah, number like, four. Like it's such a big deal that their breakup was a whole nother movie. <laughs> That's true. And they brought in Billy Crystal. And Hank Azaria. That's, that's true. That's what America's Sweetheart is about. That's true. Is their breakup. There are different people that in that movie. movie I know what you're And also, about. his penis was not going. <laughs> How many times on this podcast are you going to do that? As many as I can. <laughs> it's like the best part of that movie. <laughs> as many as I can. Hey, when we do that movie, spoiler, favorite line. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, he, she, or he meets up with Sarah, and she can't believe she left him for that guy. And he's like, how you doing? And she's like, I'm not doing well. They're trying to, my medication wasn't working, and now they have me on a new medication. I'm like a guinea pig, and they don't know what this is going to do to me. Paying, but they're paying me, which is great because I just lost my job. Yeah, he's like, oh, shit, I'm lucky that she left me for that other dude. <laughs> she is fucked up. She's just a sad sack, and he's got no hard feelings. Yeah, he, he lets go of that one, whew, and feels relieved about that. And he's like, I could have slept with her, but... So he's three for three. Yeah. <laughs> and then he finds Charlie in the phone book. And he's like, she's in the phone book? <laughs> she's living on Mars. <laughs> hey, kids, guess what the, Guess what a phone book is? <laughs> a phone book is this thing where everybody's phone number used to be listed. And you could just look up everybody's phone number and address. I don't mean to be shitty. Okay. But, yeah. I'm, shitty, but I'm going to be a little shitty. Let's get into it. I'm always Do you consider girls that you haven't slept with your girlfriends? Like, if you haven't slept with them, are they your girlfriends? Like, he's got this top five loves of his life, and, like, he hasn't slept with some of them? Two of them. Two of the five. Um, I think there's a time frame. Honestly, there's a time frame. Because the girlfriends I had in elementary school didn't think about sleeping with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Counting your elementary school girlfriends? Was there well, six he hours did. He, he counted these girls, but I wouldn't have counted Are you, well, that's no, my that no, no, six no. hours of kissing relationship. That's the relationship. thing that's a little weird. It's like, but you know, this is girl that I went out with. Well, how long did you go out with her? I went out with her like a month and I didn't sleep with her. Is, do you count that as a girlfriend? Like, how I many girlfriends have you had? I would count, count it as, as a girlfriend, girlfriend, but not as like a humiliating that breakup. That wouldn't even make a blip on my radar. You know? I'm like, I went out with this chick for a month and we didn't sleep together. Okay, so she was like a buddy I hung Who out I with. Who I consider 
Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> She's thinking about it. I'm not going to lie. I'm no, a serial monogamist. I mean, we, don't, we don't got to give all our business tough. out, but I'm just saying and that's a little... When I was in high school, I dated both Chip Tisher and Fly McDermott, and I didn't sleep with either his of them. His name was Fly? No, that's not his name. That's How what Audra called him, date? and I put him that. I said that just because Audra will enjoy it. Um, <laughs> How long did you date them? Well, if I was a fly on the wall. Like a couple months apiece. And I consider them my boyfriend. Did you get a lipper from Chipper? Any of them. But not serious. Yeah, I definitely got more than one lipper from Chipper. He's the reason I've never seen Time Cop. You've never seen Time Cop? It was on, but we did not watch it. He sounds surprised. (laughs) As if I've ever even heard of Time Cop. It's cool. It's it's apparently a really good movie, but I've never seen it. It's cool, man. Because I can't watch it without thinking of Chip Tisher. Well, there you go. Oh, isn't that sweet? (laughs) Which is why I don't watch Time Cop, because I just don't need those thoughts. Do you have... I'm only ever going to watch a movie, but then you're not home now, fuckface. Do you have former relationships where you didn't sleep with the chick that you counter as a girl? Girlfriend. I'm not, not since people high school, I slept no. with that I don't count as a right. boyfriend so or a girlfriend either. Too, though. Not well, since different. high school. It's about the relationship. He's counting right? people in high school and middle school. Yeah. Like Once you hit high school, you're probably going to sleep with her. And That's if you don't true. sleep with her, you don't really care about her. I, I That's pretty much it. Once you've had the sex, you like it only matters if you have the sex. I didn't have a long-term boyfriend so I was in high school. But like said, there's... People that you sleep with once or twice, and you're like, man, they're not really girlfriends or boyfriends. They're not they're just, my boyfriend. They're just somebody they're... I slept with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, for me, for you, date a co- date somebody a couple months and you haven't slept with them. I mean, well, you ever slept with somebody you're strong, give a shit, you just did it. Yeah. That's the other yeah, side. Yeah, that's true. I've done that too. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. This guy's, a little, you know, he's just. These are relationships that affected his life, and even though. Like, I get... I would be interested in knowing how many girls he's dated. But the Penny girl from high school that Not he didn't sleep with, Apparently. I get the... Uh, it seemed to me that they were together for a while. It wasn't like two weeks and he tried to sleep with her and she said no. See, I can I relate because I had this girl I was going out with in high school and she... Never mind. <laughs> okay. I don't want to talk about the You were trying thing. to get in her pants and she wouldn't let you? That sucks. Too bad for you. I'm sure it's common. I win. But I win. <laughs> the breakup? Good no, I win. Oh, yeah, okay. I win. All right. all right, all right. So back She's to really the fat store. Now. I win. Man, why you gotta put that? That's me. I didn't say her name. Back at the store, they're super busy, which is surprising because they're kind of a failing record store. But today, their store is full of people. Fuck and yeah! And they're making sales. Jack Black or Barry is leading this dude around and convincing him to buy record after Which record like after I record. Now sell, I will now sell three copies of Beta Bat. <laughs> and, and what's his name? Dick's like, do it. And Dick's talking to uh, Sarah. Darlene. What's her name? Darlene. Darlene. Her name is Anna. No, her name is Darlene, damn it. We're going to call her that. I'll also take, what's her name on Big Bang Theory? I'll allow it. And uh, they're bonding over Green Day's inspirations and just the new Green Day. Inspired by the Clash. And uh, and then we see some skater boys stealing some stuff. Since, he was a skater boy. I said, see you later, boy. Here, <laughs> get the door! And they run after the kids. And the kids have stolen some weird stuff. Six, six, Sputnik. <laughs> but he's got the deck. And those decks are worth like usually like 120 bucks. Uh-huh. They're like, uh, is this worth more than what, what you, you stole? How about we... Uh, we trade math. back. But he says, you're listening to Joni Mitchell? And I was like, really? Joni Mitchell? Which wow. is a flashback to uh, Life is a House when we yeah. hear one of her songs. But really? Joni Mitchell? Well, he asks him. He's like, are you stealing this from somebody else? And they're like, no, it's for us. Don't judge us. I mean, 
The kid that says no judges is wearing a Charlie Brown t-shirt <laughs> and has polka dots dyed on his head. I remember. Now, there might be some problems. In, I was friends with that guy in high school, and let yeah. me tell you. You like some Joni Mitchell? No. No. <laughs> he was really at the Nine Inch Nails. That polka dot <laughs> hair was popular back then. <laughs> I know. But I was friends with guys at that high school. Those are my people. Yeah. Don't hate on my people. <laughs> so Don't look anyway, at me in that tone of voice either. He's like, I think you guys have more. And they have a magazine that says uh, home, home recording. recording for, home recording for dummies. Yep. Um, so the number one bestseller after divorce for dummies. They get their <laughs> stuff back. And then the rest of the day apparently goes find him. When he leaves work, who's there? Laura. She Laura. wants to give him a ride home so she can get more of her stuff. My hero in this movie now. Because they've switched spots and did a double turn, which is hard to do. <laughs> she feels uh, bad about becoming interested in Ian before they broke up, but she doesn't think it's going to be a long-term relationship. She says she's ready to get her shit together, and she doesn't see it happening with him. And she asks him to leave so she can get her stuff, which I thought was weird because she picked him up. And took him home, but then she was like, "Can you leave so I can take some stuff?" Yeah, where the fuck's he going? <laughs> I think that she wanted to talk to him, but he's, he's not. not yeah, he's not uh, being mature. He still has and hope, and he's and like, "Is there any chance we're going to get back together?" And she's like, "Maybe." And he's like, "What chance?" And she's like, "Nine percent." Nine percent. That's a good number to shift around there. Like, like, what? How much? Nine. Yeah. Nine. She's like, "Can you just go so I can do this?" And Which, he's like, "All right, but first, I have a question." That you're not I think lie. that that was like exasperation. Could you just go and I'll get my stuff and then you come back and I'll be gone and you won't have to deal with me mm -hmm. anymore? And he's like, fine, I'll go. But I have one more question. You're not going to like it. Is the sex better with him? And she's like, really? What? That's what you care about? That's a big deal. And he's like, yeah, but that's what I care about. Yeah. He, just <laughs> has, he doesn't have any self-respect, which kind of makes me not like him. Mm -hmm. I don't like him either. I mean, all guys, you know, we're, we're probably wondering certain things like this, but you keep it to your fucking self. Yeah. You don't, you don't. He's like, that. she's like, that's what's bothering you? He's I'd like, ask. of course it's what's bothering I'd me. Ask. And she's like, really? Like, that's all I am? See, like. <laughs> A lot of guys would ask. I'm one of them. Tony wouldn't. I would not. I'd I would. All right, good. We got a real spectrum here. I'd be like, hey, come over. I need, I need you to come over and be nice. She's naked. like, would then, it make a you, difference? Then you go to. Then you finally find out that Tinder thing. I hear that's really good. You swipe left and you're good to go. I'm old. I know. Uh, <laughs> but do, uh, do they really? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have the app. I'm married. I'm I cool. have no idea. I know some people our age that do Tinder. Really? really? You know people that do Tinder? Really? Do I know them? <laughs> I don't know anybody who does Tinder. You know people that he doesn't know. <laughs> who are these Tinder people? Interesting. I work retail oh, with true. a lot of people of varying ages. And um, and they're on Tinder. And they come and they go, you know. Yeah, they do. And I... <sighs> and you I talk about Tinder them. with them? Well, if they're on Tinder in the break room and they're talking about it, then <laughs> that's what you talk about. Oh, man. Things happen at work. Tony's like, they're in the break room. Can't they just be talking about stuffing? <laughs> you don't need them to be talking about Tinder. Yeah, if somebody if somebody like. has good leftovers and it happens to be stuffing, we'll talk about that too. I want to get back to this Tinder thing. We'll talk about that later. All right. Mm. So she's like, that. would it make a difference? And he's like, I don't know. And she says she doesn't know either because they haven't had sex yet. Hmm. They've slept together, but they haven't made love. <laughs> yet. Which I got a lot. I'm not going to yeah, lie yeah. to you. I got a little confused there because sometimes when you say, I slept with him, you mean, I had sex with him. Well, that's, <laughs> why, that's, that's why she was clarifying it. She means they, they have slept in the, the same, same bed. They physically have 
gone to sleep had. next to each other. But they haven't but had they sex. they haven't had the sex. Which makes ramen a pussy. I'm sorry. Did I say that? Uh, oh, my God. So, I misheard <laughs> that. monologue. <laughs> Shit. Sorry no, about that, no, folks. No. It's like 14 minutes. No, but I have to tell you, I misheard that as he's ramming her pussy. <laughs> 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 no, no. I thought that too at first. I'm, gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know what they meant. Sorry. I, I got like, that, mm-hmm. but it, but I misheard that a little bit, and I had to go in my head. Wait, what? So let me get this straight. You want to move into my house after you broke up with your boyfriend, bring all your shit in here, and you want to sleep in the same bed, but but no sex. Apparently, no. it does seem a little weird. Much <laughs> <laughs> into conflict resolution. Well, he's, but he's unlike, a weird dude. <laughs> unlike that dude that dated Penny right after Rob, he doesn't take advantage of a sad lady. He waits for her to get better. That may oh, be. do is you find a girl. The dude that dated her after Rob reminds me. It, it, I keep picturing him as the guy that gets killed in Freddy vs. <laughs> Don't make me ask you again, babe. Ah, <laughs> that's another story. That's, he does, that's he another podcast. That was like last that week. Great right. reviews on that, by the way. She Everybody says sleeping in the same bed with him is better, but they haven't had sex. Yet. See, that would that would cut me deep. He if doesn't woman seem said, to care. Well, he sleeps better than maybe, you. Do. He sleeps maybe, better than me. Fuck you. Maybe Rob wouldn't let her put his, her cold feet on him, but Ian doesn't care, and that makes it better. Your butt's usually cold. <laughs> right, why are you talking about my well, butt? You brought it up. Maybe <laughs> one of them is more of a snuggler. May you know whatever. Could be maybe he likes to be the little. It could be. Anyway. Um, so he's so happy that they haven't had sex yet that he goes out and has sex. <laughs> Not with anybody. With Marie DeSalle. With Marie DeSalle. <laughs> like, what? Did he just say he had a fight in his weight class? There's a, there's a great line here. I know what you're thinking. How does this guy get to sleep with someone like Marie DeSalle? Like, how he's does grumpy, he become he's the... broke, he hangs out with the musical moron twins. But he's like the sex god of zip code or something yeah. like that. <laughs> But really, like, he goes and sleeps with Marie DeSalle. Like, earlier he said, well, look at me. I'm a middleweight. She's not a middleweight. <laughs> no, she's really not. She's way out of his league. She's way out of his league. But I think But that you know what? You don't get it if you don't ask. And he put his bid in. And he God bless him. that hey. Dick Berry and I decided it's not who you are, it's what you like. And Joe Pesci smiled on him, and he got them. But I kind of got the impression from her that she was... She wasn't looking for a boyfriend. She no, was no, just no, no, no. like it was kind of like him and the other chick. They were both recently broken up with. They fucked up yeah. their relationships and she they kind of bonded over that. She says the morning after that she doesn't let feelings or sadness get in the way of getting some sex because she just likes a good fuck. Yeah, yeah. So that's she was kind of using him for that. And uh, <laughs> I'm sure Bill's very happy because <laughs> when I when I first saw this, I'm like, wow, Bill Cosby was watching me so proud. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, I was 20. Don't fuck off. Uh, <laughs> I think that Bill does not judge how other people have sex. Probably not. Well, uh, we didn't know he was a rapist so at the time. When he leaves in the morning, he begins obsessing Alleged. over the fact. Alleged. Allegedly. I'm sorry about that, Bill. I didn't Alleged. mean that. Well, I really, Bill, I think if you want to come on the podcast, <laughs> we're not going to drink anything you give us. I don't know if he did that. I'm, I'm not boss. sure. I am not positive he did that, and I want to make that part of the record. Maybe but hope. we're also not sure that he didn't, so we're just not going to talk about him anymore because we're not taking his side, and we're not taking their side, because the facts are facts and we don't know the facts. So let's move on, Jack. The fact is that he hung out at the Playboy Mansion a lot. All right. So the next day he starts obsessing over the fact that Laura said she hadn't slept with Ian or Ray 
yet. yet. Yeah. So did that mean that she wanted to? She was planning to? I love how he tries to figure it out. He goes to find Barry. <laughs> he's like, so if I was to tell you I haven't seen Evil Dead 2 yet, and he's like, what the fuck? You went with me! <laughs> I know you've seen it twice! <laughs> Which, by the way, that's a good movie. We should do Evil Dead 2. I don't know if that's underappreciated. Probably not, but we should watch think, it anyway. Oh, we watch it, yeah. I'm no. sure the critics hated it. I'm sure you could make an, an argument for underappreciated. Just like I, mean, I did for this it's movie. It's our podcast. <laughs> we do it. <laughs> but, well, uh, I'll convince the producer, which is me, to do it. <laughs> See if you can work on that for us. So it. he's trying to figure out. Actually, in some countries, they had to use a different movie as an example because Evil Dead wasn't big, like in Germany and stuff. They had to use Reservoir Dogs, I think. Oh, that's good. Like, uh, that that's good. a little fun fact. <laughs> we like fun facts. Yeah, we do. But Evil Dead didn't have podcast. the global <laughs> following that it had here. So, anyway, um, he's trying to figure out if the word yet means that she's planning oh, to. Oh, she's going to sleep with Yeah, she's going to. Oh, say well, we yet, learn that soon. <laughs> you, as soon as you say yet, that means you haven't done it, but you're going to. So he... Like, I haven't gone to bed yet. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm gonna. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna sleep. I'm gonna so sleep the hell out of that he bed. To he stop calls her, her up. real hard. Yeah, he calls her up and he's like, "Hey, meet with me. Meet with me. Meet with me." He basically, harasses her into agreeing to meet with him so that he can ask her the one question: "Did you sleep with him yet?" <laughs> I want you to say you haven't, and I want that to be the truth. And she says, "I can't do that." And then he just fucking leaves. <laughs> He definitely has boundary issues. Yeah, he's got some problems. Well, when you find out that your lady fucked some other dude, you're a little fuck. You know, you know. So it, she calls upsetting. him up, and she even though she's not his lady anymore. She anymore. like feels bad, and I don't think he deserves that. Honestly, like she calls him, and she's like, "Can we talk about this?" And she's about extremely that, but nice. She, but she, she really still is. loves him. Like she still has yes. feelings for him, which is why it's. But he won't move on. That's yeah, he won't move on, and she has to have feelings for him. If he had moved on, then she probably could have gotten over her feelings mm -hmm. for him. But he's holding on tight. So even yeah. though he's being creepy and stalkerish and being doing yeah. terrible things, she really cares about. And him. if he had and a million dollars, be she hangs up on or he hangs up on her, and then he calls information and gets Ray's phone number and address, and then starts calling from outside their house. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little weird. Again, problems. in the rain. <laughs> well, they're in Seattle, evidently. But he's calling and calling and calling and harassing and harassing and harassing. Like you do. But she tried to talk to him, and he hung up on her, which it just seems weird. Like, he doesn't know what he wants. He just... He wants to make her life difficult. And That's we it. actually we learned that he doesn't he's know what he wants, because in the next scene, he's out to eat with Liz. And uh, and he's and she's like, dude, you have to stop harassing her because what you're doing is you're bringing them together against you because you're being crazy. <laughs> and if you stop harassing them, that maybe they won't come together so much. You're making them a unit. You're making them stronger. And she's like, why do you even want her back? Like, how about we analyze the fact that you seem to want her back so badly? Yeah. <laughs> but they never say why. <laughs> and it's been four minutes, so we cut to the next scene. This, actually, I thought about that wow, while I was watching really the movie. <laughs> it really, now I notice it in every movie we watch. <laughs> Thanks, cut Tony. to the next Thank scene. You. No Way to go, Tony. Clap for um, Tony. Thank you. Tony doesn't get <laughs> Tony doesn't get many claps. Whoa. So we're back at the store. And uh, who's at the store? Ray. 
Right. No, first Charlie calls. Fuck Charlie. And she wants to know if he's in or if he's out. And he's like, I don't know what that means. And she's like, I just talked to Marco not too long ago, and he's doing one of those. Did she give that speech when they were together? No. (laughs) She tells him on the phone that she... Does she invite him to a dinner party and then get Can I get through this? (laughs) She calls him on the phone, and she says... That she had talked to Marco, and he was doing one of those, How, why did you break up with me things, looking back at my life. And she doesn't want to do that with anybody, so is he are, is he in or is he out? Are they friends or are they not friends? And he says he's in. And then she says, you want to come to a dinner party? And he says yes. And then, and then Ray comes, and then he comes out of the office after this Charlie phone call. And he says, looks, he spots. He smells patchouli. Tim Robbins with that terrible ponytail. Oh, that's terrible. Ponytail. And he says, "Can I help you?" And he's like, "Dude, I just want to talk to you. How about you stop harassing us?" Because he says to Laura that he's true lies flashing. Apparently, does conflict resolution for life. He's probably some kind of counselor. And Laura was like, "Don't go to see him," and he did it anyway because he's a dude and he thinks he knows everything. And uh, wow. <laughs> wow. Daggers being thrown today so, here on the podcast. So he goes you have to be there. careful with these rom-coms. And, uh, and he's like, how about you stop harassing us? And he's like, I'm done with that. And he's like, you were here this morning. I love how the employees are looking at him like, what? Like, they don't have any idea that he's harassing them so much. But now they do. <laughs> That's not necessarily the shit you want everybody to know about. Yeah, fuck them. Can't take but, a joke. Uh, but then we go through this series of flashes of things that he would like to see happen. They beat the fuck Ray. out of him. First, uh, he, ca- yeah. he says something about his, pa- get it, get your patchouli stink out of my store. <laughs> yeah, the first time he just kicks him out of the store. All right, okay. And I thought maybe that really happened. But then, <laughs> yeah, but then we cut again, and we're right back there. And then he tells him to get out of the store, and Dick and uh, Barry have to hold him back as he goes yeah. to attack him. And it's like, all right, then he leaves and he looks terrified. All right, cool. Then the third Even that one, one I'm cool with. Then he comes back again, <laughs> and the third one, Dick just out of nowhere hits him with the telephone, knocks a tooth out. <laughs> and they proceed to... Murder him. Murder him. That wasn't murder. It culminates with them dropping an AC unit on him. That's not murder. He was dead. That's murder. Look, that's what I call a beatdown. Actually, I haven't seen it, but... You ever had an AC unit dropped on you? No. Well, I haven't either. (laughs) But I read that that's a mirror to a scene from Clockwork Orange. Where they mm. fuck a guy up. That's a fucked up movie. We are not But doing uh, that. I read that it kind of mirrors the scene in there. I haven't seen that movie. But I can't uh, hear her singing in the rain anymore. But then, no. we but then ultimately we learned that he didn't do shit. He just stood there. <laughs> yeah, they can't see you. He just stood you, there and right the now. guy left. And that's <laughs> stood it. stood there. That's yeah. it. He just stood there. Silence. <laughs> Which I was a little, little disappointed. I was happier with the first option. Can we just do the first option? I, I <laughs> no, because he's a no. piece of shit. And because yeah, he's, he's stalking her. He's, a he's bad, the he's bad guy. Her. He's got nowhere to yell at this he's guy. He's like yeah, Vin Diesel true. in The yeah. Witch Hunter. This guy didn't no. really do anything wrong. <laughs> the bad guy. No, like incorrect. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> he goes back, to bitch. this dinner party no. with Charlie. <laughs> he goes to this dinner party, I guess, at Charlie's house. Yep. And he realizes during this party that she is horrible. Horrible. <laughs> and he mentions that he says just fucked up things. He, he <laughs> mentions that her friends are—they're not. 
bad people. No, he, and he actually he, seems to respect her friends. He's like, it's not a class problem. She now, this is a thing, too. It's awful. You will think a woman, whatever she says is interesting and, and fabulous when you're trying to sleep with her. <laughs> when you're not trying to sleep with her, if she's a horrible person, it'll yeah. show. Those rose-colored glasses have come off yeah. when you're trying to be with her for when you're trying to sleep with her. Because there's more to being with somebody than just having sex. What? <laughs> <laughs> Could we just... <laughs> Four what? years after this con- guy, ladies con- and gentlemen. He's like, wait, what? That's controversial information. We're going to have to do some research on that. We'll get back to you. Oh, I like how my Ouch. husband of 15 years. 16. Close. Whoa! <laughs> what year is it? It is 16. Damn. Done. Whatever you Damn. say now is invalid because you got the number wrong. I forgot. I forgot oh. what term seven. She forgot a year. I don't, it doesn't fucking matter she about Wednesday. She forgot 365 days of yeah, loving. Of, of, of loving, of marriage, of love and appreciation. Damn. Of, it's because I blocked you your seven out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> but he finally, he realizes she's awful so after all her friends leave, he drops the bomb on you. Why did you dump me for Marco? Because he's not going to talk to her And she's again. like, God <laughs> damn it, I told you I didn't want to do this shit. Are we friends or are but we not friends? She like, says some interesting, oh, horrible things. Yes, yeah, she does. She says that because Marco was less worked, he seemed more glamorous and happier. Sunnier. Sunnier, yeah, which is... It's a, good, it's a good, honest... Spot on. I would appreciate that. Oh, yeah, that. it was totally an honest response. Yeah. Just I would appreciate nice. that. <laughs> but did he really deserve to... For ha- yes, for he to did. Nice? Fuck him, he's a horrible person. But, uh... So he kind of... He got the real answer. And you, you know what? I would appreciate kind it. of a douchebag, grumpy asshole, and he wasn't. <laughs> I and I didn't have to work so hard to make him happy. So, so uh, Rob is back at the store, and his employees leave, and they don't want to hang out tonight. And we get the impression that that never happens. Barry <laughs> joins a band, and Dick has a girlfriend. Uh-oh. And holy shit, people are moving on, and he isn't. And earlier, Laura was like, dude, people it's change. It's kind, of kind of a trend. And you have to be cool with it. And he's like, oh my god, people in my life are changing. <laughs> So, uh, he goes home, and who's there? Laura. Laura! And she's found the list of his top five uh, careers, jobs. Dream I don't jobs. Know. Dream jobs. And they are not realistic Some whatsoever. Not I didn't write them down. Did you write them down? I didn't write them down. <laughs> but they're just things like he wanted to be an editor of Rolling Stone during a certain time period, or like a music producer during a certain time period. Yeah. But number or five... Or a musician... Specifically, certain different people. Yeah. <laughs> but number five was architect. And she's like, do you really want to be an architect? And he's like, not really. And she's like, well, how about owning a record store? Wouldn't you like to do that better than being an architect? And he's like, yes. So then she crosses it out and puts his actual job on his top, top five dream job list. Mm-hmm. To kind of show him, look, your life doesn't, you're doing something you love. Why can't you just be happy about well, it? Who wants to be an architect? No offense to all Not the architects really. out there. We Actually, love that you listen and We thank learned you so that he much. wants to teach architecture, but he doesn't really want to be an architect. <laughs> so, anyway, he goes into the top five things he misses about Laura. Aww. Which I did write down. I wrote down, and tell me if yours differ, because I kind of did a short okay. version. Uh, she's got a sense of humor. Yep. She's got character. Yep. 
her smell and her taste, she feels like home. Yes. She has grace. I wrote how she walks around her grace. And she rubs her feet together when she can't sleep. I wrote that down as weird sleep things. Just <laughs> <laughs> a weird. I think our lists are very things. compatible. No, I won't get into weird sleep sleep things, but that's probably valid. <laughs> and weird uh, sleep and then I cut to the next day. Oh, let's do that. He gets tripped up by skateboarders on his way to work. And when he gets there, they're playing this music. And he's like, what is this? I like this. And they're like, it's Vincent Justin. And he's like, who the fuck is that? Those two kids earlier in the movie that were stealing. <laughs> yeah. It's their I, I love shit. Jack Black in this scene, and he's like, they're really fucking good. Yeah. All, like, it hurts like, him to say it, that. It does. It hurts them <laughs> that these two misfit, thieving, skateboarder kids have this awesome song. And uh, so Rob goes looking for him. And he finds them and says, I'm going to make your record. And they're like, what's the name of your record company? He's like, top five records. What's the name? He asked them what the name of their band is, and it's the Kinky Wizard, which is a good band name. That I also have name. to point out, Jack Black in this thing, scene is wearing a Yanni concert t-shirt. Is he? Yes. <laughs> it's got Yanni's face on the front, and it's, a, and it's got, like, tour dates on the back. Because I'm looking at it, and just, like, I don't think I've ever noticed it before, and I didn't have a chance to, like, pay... I totally missed that. ...to pay attention I've to his it. shirts throughout the other scenes, because mm -hmm. was he wearing concert t-shirts for everything? No. But I just looked at it, and I'm like, he's wearing a Yanni concert t-shirt? That is crazy! <laughs> so, then we get some bad news. Laura's dad died. I didn't care about this. Like this is like this little section movie. I'm like, don't need it. Oh well, but it's he the reason does. they get back together. It's just a, <laughs> something to pull them together. And uh, then they do a top five songs about death, and then this weird tribute. <laughs> I have to say, I didn't write them all down, but the number five song in the top songs about death, that where Dick says the wreck of the Edmunds Fitzgerald by Gordon Lightfoot, uh, that is one of my all time favorite songs. That's it's fantastic. True. It's actually not, seven, brothers, seven Brothers. No, it's one of my That's a movie, not a song. <laughs> no, you didn't let me finish it's, going court. It's about a very famous uh, shipwreck in Lake Superior, and it happened on 10 November, and it's something that is taught, like well-known where I grew up. But this is a great, great song. Wreck of the Ed Edmund Fitzgerald by Gordon Lightfoot. He was like a folk singer in the 70s. He's great. All she says, fantastic. check it out, listeners. Also, where I'm from, not Let so us know big. what you okay. thought. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. interesting, though. It's really good. But they kind of do a weird tribute. Yeah. And uh, and then we cut to the funeral. Laura is not taking it well. Well, her father died. She's no crying knows. very, very loudly. I feel like her sister was taking it too well, though. Yeah, a little too well. But it's you weird. don't know. Like People we don't handle know, stress in different ways. We don't know, know where this funeral takes place. Chicago. How, how, was it in Chicago? Oh, yeah. Because yeah, right. he's going to take the bus home. We don't get the impression that she spent a whole lot of time with her father. Mm, that's and maybe she had daddy issues. Which I is thought she maybe she didn't robbed. live that maybe, close to him. And she seemed younger than Laura, the sister. Maybe she's like... So maybe she's in college. But I just felt it was weird that she's like, well, I'm okay, but Laura's destroyed. And because yeah. she's... And it was like... Well, different people take things at different I know. I just felt like it was a strange choice. It's probably <laughs> something that's in the book. It struck me as strange. <laughs> it's in the book. Okay. So uh, there's this talk by the fireplace where I've never read the book. Liz is the book. talking to the sister, and she's like, "Well, she's having a rough time anyway, and this just adds to it." And she put all this effort into this guy, and well, then all this effort, effort into this one aspect of her life. Yes, and it didn't work out. And he's Ian. standing right there, and he's like, "Dude." <laughs> and I, I thought she talking about Ian. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> I thought maybe she was too, and I thought she was gonna be like, oh, well, she and Ian didn't work out, and but that's not what happened. <laughs> well, he has a ponytail, smells like patchouli. No one was gonna. Know. <laughs> but he's like, I'm gonna pretend like you're really? not talking about me. And she's like, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking right, about. Well, next time you're on Tinder, smelling the patchouli. <laughs> Callback. It's funny. It's a joke. It wasn't funny. I thought it and was she's funny. like, and he's like, I've apologized enough, or do how many times do I need to apologize or something? And she's like, just the once would suffice. And so he goes up to Laura, and he looks right in her eyes, and you can tell because they're doing that darty thing back and forth, where he says, "I'm sorry," and. Uh, I'm trying to ignore Elaine. And, uh, <laughs> Elaine's putting on chapstick for like five minutes. <laughs> and uh, and then he leaves. And apparently she follows him out because she says that when she saw him leave, that was her excuse to leave too because she didn't want to be there. And he's out in the rain and he sees her drive up and he climbs over a fence and then up hide because he doesn't want to talk to her. <laughs> he falls into a wet... And then she lets him puddle. in her car and... So dirty and wet, and I like. Yeah, I hope she has I a towel in there. I know she doesn't have a towel in and there. And he's covered she in wants mud. To be covered in something. And she's like, "I want to have sex." <laughs> and she comes out and just says it, like, "I want to have sex." I want to feel something other than what I'm feeling right now, and mm -hmm. I'm about to climb on top of you in this car. So pull your seat back. We're doing this shit. I think that makes a hundred percent. I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. And she climbs on top of him, and they you do. Probably it. you wouldn't have want, gone to my dead dad's funeral after we broke up. No. <laughs> That's just the kind of guy you Actually, are. I like your dad. I might go to his funeral That's if we true. break up. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't have sex with you afterwards. I don't want to talk about my dad dying. <laughs> we'll talk about Elaine's He's dad. He's going to live for at least 50 more years. <laughs> okay. But anyway, back to Elaine's dad's death. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that I like your dad. Can I go no, to his funeral for break I like my dad. <laughs> I'm just saying that you're... More years. I'm just saying you yourself to what Rob would do in this situation because you are a completely different dude than Rob. That's true. I you would not make these choices. I wouldn't cheat on you and then borrow a large sum of money than you and have you have an abortion. Yeah, I wouldn't do there's, that. There's I'm not a things. terrible person. There's lots of those things. Those are pretty much the worst but, things ever. Uh, I think, honestly, I'm not Vin Diesel. <laughs> I think because he was so upset for her because her dad died, maybe it made him realize that he did have more feelings for her no, than he thought. The whole time he wants to get back together with her. He loves her. He just doesn't really does realize Does he love it. her? Let's... No. Does he? Well, yes, he does. I don't and know if he loves her because he's a sociopath. I don't know what's going on. He says borderline personality disorder. Look, straight up. Because she's like... She's hopefully going to fix him, but... <laughs> fix him? Like I want to get back together. Mess. I'm too tired to not be with you right now. I'm too tired to and not be with like, you. Not an excuse. Good, to come home. <laughs> They're fucking I horrible thought, people. He doesn't know that he really loves her yet, no, but he, he thinks he really loves her, and he's happy that she comes home. I'm gonna need some more of this stuff here. <laughs> so now they get back together, and it's great. It's great. Everything he ever wanted. Everything. It's wonderful. But and then... Caroline. Caroline. Sweet Caroline. She wants to interview him. Bop, bop, bop. And uh, she, she can talk to him about music in ways that nobody else can. And they, you know, they kind of hit it off. And he's like, I'm going to make you a tape. Well, you know about and chicks named Caroline. Tony, tell which me Which apparently is his move. That's his no move. <laughs> so and then he also sees the flyer. <laughs> For the I Sold My Mom's Wheelchair record release. Record release. The show. And he's like, what the fuck is this? And they're like, your woman set it up. And he's like, what? <laughs> so, uh, 
So she's like, look, you're some sort of serial music appreciator and critic, and you're putting something out there, and people need to know about it. The critic. The, she calls him a professional appreciator, which is great. Which then he uses the same words. He uses her words when he's talking to Caroline, and she's in, interviewing in him. Yeah. And she's like, wow, that's really good. Yeah, those aren't his words. <laughs> she tells him, Laura tells him that Barry's band is going to play. And he tries to convince Barry's not band not to play. And Barry's like, we're Sonic fucking Death Monkey and uh, we're going to play. <laughs> I was going to ask you what the name of the band was. And you're supposed to be all, never mind. <laughs> they're Sonic Death Monkey. They're Sonic fucking Death Monkey. Okay, and in my mind, that's how I played it all out, but it didn't happen. Because <laughs> she I was just knew. waiting for you to stop she talking knew. so I can ask you. Remember those Tim Robbins flashes? Yeah, <laughs> and all of a sudden I hit you in the face with a phone. <laughs> well, Tony did it, and then Carla hit you with the AC. Mm. And it's no, March, so it's really weird that we have one. <laughs> really hurt today. <laughs> being... <laughs> I don't. It's a callback. It's for Grinch, honey. I wouldn't it's hit you with the AC. I promise. I'm not the I would probably pull you that much. away from and the phone. You were mad because I cursed you and you cracked your screen. You're probably not going to risk That's breaking true. another Where's phone. phone? <laughs> First of all, we don't have one of those phones. Second of all, we don't have one of those AC units. Nobody has Third of all, it's all for Grinch, honey. It's for entertainment purposes only. I would so, never hit you. So then he's making the oh, He's making the tape. <laughs> and he talks about how it's a delicate art. She might beat me up. And, uh, and he begins to question himself. And he yells, what am I doing? And he's like, I jump from girl to girl, basically, as my gut has feelings for this girl, this girl, this girl. He's like, my guts have shit for brains. So why am I listening to them? <laughs> That's a good line. <laughs> so uh, he decides that he's he's done with that. And he wants to have lunch with Laura, and he's drinking. She's like, oh, this is the kind of lunch we're having. Well, are we going to talk? <laughs> Should I get out my newspaper? What the fuck? Well, if you go to lunch, you'd have to do a little day drinking. And uh, and he's like, I want to talk to you about uh, getting married. And she's like, oh, what? <laughs> she's like, just Skipped last week steps. you were making that chicken mixtape. And he's like, yeah, I decided that... Those other women, they're just fantasies, and none of that's real, and I'm tired of the fantasies, and I never seem to get tired of you, so I think we should be together This forever. is where... That's part of the, this is the worst line the ever. the worst <laughs> marriage proposal I've ever heard, but I think this is where you see that he really loves her, because he says that they... There's... It's the fantasy, and there's not real problems in the fantasy. There's cute problems... Like, mm -hmm. we both bought each other the same Christmas gift, but they're not real problems. It's not real. And he does the worst way you could do about it, but he basically tells her, I want something that's real. I'm tired of the fantasy. And he says, I'm tired of everything else. The mm -hmm. only thing I'm not tired of is you. Which is a wonderful, it's a good line. And he's saying terribly how much he loves her. And he's asking her to marry her, not because he thinks they should actually get married, but because he needs to make tell her that I love you I will make the commitment you need me to make do you need right. me to make this commitment because he's realized he was never committed to her in the beginning he's all he's saying and I'm all now in. he is I do love you yes I was making that chicken mixtape and it made me realize I love you mm-hmm but and she's like did you really think I was gonna say yes and he's like I never really thought about that. I just thought about the asking part he thought the important thing was to which ask. is one of the first times in the whole movie that he considers he, he considers her first over him. Yeah. Which and she's, she's like, a big deal. She's like, well, you asked. And 
thank you yeah. for asking. But she never is well, like... what's important is after 16 years of marriage, what I figured out is you got to put her first. Mm -hmm. Right, honey? I love you. You look Treat pretty. her right. You, got, you better <laughs> treat, treat her right. Treat your wife right. Treat your wife right. Right, honey? Uh-huh. Wow. Why are, you um, Why are you pointing a gun at me? This is weird. <laughs> hey, 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 don't lie to our listeners like that. So that, there's no guns here. There's then no guns. Well, there are in this room, well, but not at this table. We're not seeing them actively. <laughs> well, so we're in the guns. We cut to the launch party for, um, yeah, I sold movie. my mom's wheelchair. Yeah. And, oh, and he's DJing, and Rob is like, oh, shit, I have to introduce Barry's band, and I don't yeah. want them to play, and this is going to be horrible, and I should have played the whole record, or the whole three-song by the kids, first. because people are going to leave, because this is going to be so awful, and then he's like, fuck, I have to introduce them, so he does, and then he said, "Please don't." He leave. says, "They kill it." He says, "This is Sonic fucking Death Monkey." No, he just, I don't think it's Sonic Death Monkey. And he says, "Please don't leave." Please don't no. leave. <laughs> no, and then Barry says, "Oh yeah." Oh, they're not. We're ordinarily be called Barry Jive in the Uptown Five, but now. Oh <laughs> no, no, he we're says we used to be Sonic, Sonic Death, Death Monkey, Monkey, but now uh, we will sh shortly become Kathleen Turner. Turner Overdrive, <laughs> right. but tonight we're, <laughs> we're buried jive in the Uptown Five. Which very, which <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie, is a great I yeah, thought maybe really they good. were gonna go with Tenacious D. <laughs> no, because no, not I actually have heard about that band. And That's a real uh, band. Yeah. Yes, but the other guy's not there, so they can't do that. Yeah. So, uh, but, they're they're but they did their song and they fucking killed it. They Everybody loved it. Which, which is awesome. And in our house, Barry Jive and the Uptown Five is we look upon him fondly. And uh, he plays Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On, which is um, Robin Laura's song. And then the movie ends with him deciding Laura, to make yeah. a tape for Laura. <laughs> one that will make her happy. Full of stuff that she likes. Yes. And you got to be careful when you're making a mixtape. you got to start it out, and then you got to take it up a <laughs> notch. But you don't want to blow your rods. you got to bring it down a notch. <laughs> that's so we've, we've seen him become the guy that... Uh, that he should become the guy that she deserves. Oh Lord! All right, and, <laughs> and I believe when I fall let's in love with go you, into our final thoughts. Tony, what you got? <laughs> it was a terrible movie. Oh, uh, Freddy vs. Jason was better. I don't believe that. I don't have any drink to throw at you. Shit. <laughs> I, like I would say you could use John's, but he almost spit it out earlier <laughs> no, during like, stuffing talk. I, I like this gone. movie. I've always liked this movie. Um, my favorite character was surprisingly Dick. I thought he was a pretty cool guy. You know, he's, you know. That does surprise me a little bit. <laughs> uh, my favorite quote was the, you should have gotten to me sooner. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, my least favorite character was, um, I don't remember her name, but it was Catherine Zeta Jones's character. Charlie? Charlie. Charlie, yeah. She was kind of a... Well, we learned she was awful. Yeah. She, well, she was. I, I knew that just from watching her. But uh, my... Favorite scene is when Jack Black <laughs> is fucked up, but uh, it's when Jack Black kind of reams that dude out for trying to buy a uh, Lana Richie song. Mm -hmm. No, it was, it was Stevie fun. Wonder, but close. Stevie Wonder, sorry. Mm -hmm. All right, so yay, nay, or maybe I think we're all a yay for this movie. Like, yeah, whoa, did. whoa, whoa, pump the brakes there, sweetness. Just because he was my number one movie in John Cusack, doesn't mean I'm going to recommend this piece of shit. <laughs> so that's a yay for me. Elaine, I think you should go next. <laughs> well, my favorite character is Barry. And my favorite line is, you haven't changed so much as your socks since I've known you. Um, my 
favorite scene is all the takes of what will we do to Ian. And um, true lies. But this is not a yay from me. What? what? I've seen this movie a lot of times. <laughs> this and is what baffles me. <laughs> this is only gonna. I'm gonna say maybe, because I've seen this movie a lot, and on this rewatch, I did not enjoy it. Really? I was like, I can't stand Rob. Bad. I didn't like him, and he's always been an unlikable guy. But there's enough stuff. But and the other things that like all the music top fives they do that I've always really loved that, and I realized. That there's just not enough of it in this movie for me to not, really like it. Not to interrupt you, but to interrupt you. Yeah. Uh, but sure. I, do, uh, I do understand what you mean. Uh, I've seen this movie a bunch of times, but I hadn't seen it recently. And uh, Cusack is, because of, because of our thinking nowadays, he's more of a piece of shit now. Mm-hmm. Like than I thought before. Before I thought I was like, yeah, he's just kind of a dick. But now I'm like, wow, he's I, he's like a he's like there's problems with this dude. I've know? seen this a lot. And I get it. I get and I've mean. always enjoyed it, but I haven't seen it in a long time. And I think that because like my as I've gotten older and your life because I have changed. Yeah. The way I feel about this movie has changed. And I think that if you've never seen it, you should definitely see it because it's a good movie. Which I to recommend. But. <laughs> But at, the, but at the same time, I didn't enjoy it. So I don't feel like I can give it a yay. Because this time, I'm like, I don't want to watch this movie again. Oh. I, she's I've it seen it. I've reached, she's outgrown it. I've reached that point where you've gone... I, I've gone past the point where I just... I'm not ever going to say, hey, you know what? We should watch High Fidelity. I'm never going to want to watch this she again. She used to. Yeah, mm-hmm. I used to. So I can't... Wow. I can't say I'm going to give it a yay. I think this was a good movie. I've... Finally, have fond memories of it, but it's reached that point for me that it's switched to a. I maybe. actually, I read a uh, an article somebody wrote. What should we remember about it? Fifteen years later, that they wrote in twenty fifteen, and they interviewed the uh, the director, and they were like, "Hey, what's up with this dude?" And he was like, "Hold on, hold. How old are you?" Because this dude is somebody that everybody in two thousand who was an adult man knew a guy like this but times have changed so if you're not of this age group maybe you don't really understand this character he's like but this is a guy and guys have learned to behave better nowadays but this that's not true no we hide it better no because there's nothing wrong with the way people they hide it better no there's nothing wrong with the way that men behaved in the 2000s i don't like this thing where men need to change who they are because all of a sudden all men are evil. I hate that shit. Well, no, that's not what he was but, saying. Yeah, that's not what he was saying. Bump that shit. But 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 I'm, it's a different perspective from people who are younger I think that because I, they don't know. I think if you're in your twenties, you still know this guy. This guy's still out there. This guy's probably your friend. This guy could be you. Uh, I'm, in, I'm deep in my thirties. I'm I don't almost know forty. <laughs> Forty. I've been married a long time. This guy to me is just a chain, a train wreck now, and I don't like it. So I think that it really depends on your personal. Like if you're still young and you like, you should definitely watch this. But if you're forty, then this guy's probably this is not probably going to be a character you enjoy or a movie you like. I think I think but partially it's the, the music for me it's a maybe the music and the music store and all that kind of stuff kind of dates it anyway. Yeah. So. But yeah, but they said the most dated. Thing in the movie was probably the character. I thought it was gonna be the phone that he hit him with. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. I don't know. If I, uh, well, carry us home. My this favorite is your character one. is also Barry. 
<laughs> My favorite scene is uh, Barry Jive in the Uptown Five singing Let's Get It On. <laughs> My least favorite character would probably be Ian. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, really, Tim Robbins should not have been wearing that ponytail. You really want to hate him. You do want to hate him. He's supposed to be an unlikable character, and he is. Because yeah. you yeah. want you want to like you, they want you to like John Cusack, so you have to hate Barry. They make it hard to like him, but Barry. they no, still Ian. want you Ian's to be rooting tough. for him. All right, and I he. Feel like Ian's um, my garlic le- breath. What else we got to do? Oh, oh, my probably. favorite quote. My favorite quote is what, what Ian? Ian guy. That's great. <laughs> that was almost mine. That's mine. Um, favorite scene. Favorite scene. I already said. Oh, yeah. So yay, nay, or may, bay. That's right. Oh, it's a yay. It's a yay. <laughs> but you knew that it was my number one movie on John Cusack top yeah. five. It's got to be. We kind of knew that. <laughs> All right. I don't have to. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. So. Elaine said no. Really? Wow. Well, we're we're, we're I done. understand it though. All understand right. So what's next? Saying. Come on. What's so next? check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Podcast ad all over the place. The Underappreciated Movie Podcast. Um, check us out on Twitter at Unmovie Podcast. On Instagram, Unmovie Podcast Dogs. On Facebook, Facebook.com slash The Underappreciated Movie Podcast. And email Unmovie Podcast at gmail.com to get a hold of us. Elaine would like you to know use hashtags such as Dryland is a myth. Math facts. Elaine, you're super dumb. Or my hashtag, Elaine, you're not super dumb. You're pretty fucking awesome. Or uh, hashtag stuffing. Or hashtag stuffing. I guess that's mine. That's a Tony hashtag. Stuffing for Tony. Um, and then it looks like Elaine just wrote it down for me because I didn't know previously. Because she forgot to ask me before. I did. Our next episode is mine. And I will be taking us, we will be looking at what happens when man plays God and thinks that science can fix everything, we're going with Deep Blue Sea. With L, L, Cool, J. Because he like oh, a and She super, sure does. With super smart sharks. I haven't seen this one. I'm, I'm excited. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> does that shock anyone anymore? No, 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 no. It's number right, two on my right. list of shark-related movies. Let me just leave you, before we go, Andrew, let me just say, you're going to yes. look forward to Sam Jackson, Thomas Jane, that chick that was in Gladiator, and now Cool J. <laughs> Anybody else got anything they want to get up their chest? No. All right, kids, thanks for playing. Uh, it's a little long. Sorry about that, but this was a great flick we had to talk about in detail. Have a good one. See you later.